It's September 17th, 2016, and this is the Machination Log. I've got four people around this table, including myself, and their names are Nick LaCastro, Alberto Remy, Hello. and Mitchell Laundering. Hello. We're here for the pilot of the Game Convention, which is the name that I've given to this highly genericized way to get people into a room to talk about video games we've been playing. Um, at this point, we're just talking about recent-ish games, a.k.a. somewhere Sursa 2016. But in future installments, we may do something stupider than that. But for the first one, I need to do at least get people in the door. So, we each have a game that we're here to report on. And maybe two or three, depending on whether or not I figure out what I want to talk about by then. All right, given that this is a super long episode and there's a strong possibility that anyone listening is only going to listen for particular games, I may as well do you the courtesy of telling you when they're actually going to occur. Division Talk is going to happen right after this beep. Doom will be at 29 minutes. WoW Legion will be at 57 minutes. Pcross 3D will be at an hour and 34 80 Days will be at an hour 41, Stardew Valley's at an hour 44, and a mishmash of those last three since I did a uh, wonderful job keeping my side of this conversation coherent. Uh, That descends into chaos until about two hours, seven minutes, at which point we flip over to a fiasco discussion that took place later on in the night. Enjoy. But for now, this is what the format's going to be. Nick, what did you play? Uh, I played The Division. Tom Clancy's The Division. Tom Clancy's The yeah. Division. You he, know they own his name, right? They do, yeah. But he love. I mean, they love slapping that name on, you know, anything. It it adds a lot of, I don't know, buyer desire. Is this, um, is this worth the Clance name? You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I, I played a lot of Rainbow Six. I never played Ghost Recon all that much or anything like that, but... It has the tactical feel that is in present in almost all Tom Clancy games. Uh, while it is an MMO in its grandest sense, uh, the mechanics that go into it definitely lend itself to Tom Clancy. And the uh, uh, terrorist nature of its plot uh, definitely falls in line with Tom Clancy's outlook of the future. A bit. So, you know, gets there. So... Have you been playing it recently? Well, uh, this game w- did come out months ago. So. Yeah, it came out. In, it came out in March. Uh, it actually had a really strong release. A lot of my friends were playing Destiny at the time, which is another uh, FPS shoot 'em or uh, RPG combo with some loot system built in there. Uh, much like Destiny, it didn't have a great start, uh, and I think its lack of end game progression that was all super fleshed. It wasn't very fleshed out at the time. Uh, Gave it a short shelf life initially, but um, I've been in and out of the forums, uh, like on Reddit and stuff like that, and uh, just various casters who play the game still regularly, and um, all the improvements that have been going on since then have really started to pull me back. I actually started playing again about a week ago, not just for this podcast, but um, (laughs) uh, just because the new mechanics and and a lot of the new endgame content that's been put out there is very enticing. What Um, about it? Well, uh... One of the things that a lot of game companies tend to forego is a lot of quality of life improvements along the way. Um, bugs, things like that. Like It's kind of the downfall of a lot of these uh, loot-based games. Uh, I know Destiny went through a lot of it, but through some incredible marketing and Bungie being attached to them, they were able to survive it. But Division didn't have that luxury. 
Um, so they fortunately have had an incredible team under Massive, which has basically been uh, just every update that's come out has been a consistent improvement. There hasn't really been an update that people are outraged about openly. Um, if they didn't fix something in the initial update, like 1.2 or 1.3, they made sure to bring it in for the following update. Um, and they've been constantly listening to people on those forums like Reddit and stuff like that to make sure that those quality of life improvements like um, gun balancing, which is always a big thing in FPS games, um, various uh, glitches and bugs that people are exploiting to kind of get ahead of the curve in a lot of the PvP areas and hose people out of that enjoyment. Um, they've been cracking down on that pretty hard. Um, is the PvP any fun? It is actually, yeah. I, I would say, do you mind if I tell a story? Um, only if it's good. It is good. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in this game, uh, there is an, an open world of a PVE environment that you can interact with, with friends or just by yourself. For those it's, who aren't familiar with the lingo, I apologize. PVE means you're playing against the computer. PVP means you're playing against other players. Yeah. And, um, the environment itself in the single player campaign is super enjoyable. The ambiance and everything is all there, but there's this air of uh fear and like uh, uh like mystery to the middle of the map which is called it's where the division actually or there's like a, div a noticeable division in the map is um and it's called the dark zone and this area is a marketed as a uh beginning to your end game content so once you hit that level 30 cap that's when you start moving into this zone to kind of explore a little bit more and it's supposed to be in accordance with the story, you know, there was a, kind of a, a plague of uh, a mutated smallpox that was released into New York. It was and, a money plague? Uh, in a way. It was called the Green Poison, so, you know, it might as well have been. But um, I thought that was the whole spiel was it was transferred by dollar bills. That is exactly why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but it was... Which it, is highly unrealistic, well, which fits very much into Tom Clancy's lore. No, so. not entirely. Smallpox, I don't know if you know this, but, I mean, that is largely... The, the most virulent thing in the world that we have successfully eradicated, but there are still small quantities of it that are kept for research purposes and stuff around the world. Um, I don't know if you know this, but if there was a deadly disease being transferred by money, only poor people would get it. Sure. Again, this is, this, <laughs> this is very much in the, in the Tom Clancy vein. The beauty, so. of, the beauty of a virus is that it doesn't, you don't need that initial vector to spread. As long as there's people around you, you will catch something like that. So I think that it might have started with that, but the spread is very quick. Smallpox's virulence is tremendous. So this is outside of the point of the game, but the point of the game... No, this is very important. Why are you immune to this shit? It sounds like the sum of all fears. We've been vaccinated to it, but smallpox is very prone to mutation. So No, I'm talking about the money one. Oh, all, yeah. all it takes is the initial population, those poor people, which are largely outnumbering the rich people, to be in contact with it, and then they spread that to other people. <laughs> not more, right? Why not? Well, I don't know. Oh, we eradicated it with, with vaccination, which, by the way, is more important than people let on these days. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it, there's nothing saying somebody couldn't alter one of those viruses if they got access to it, specifically smallpox, which is very easy to mutate. Uh, and just kind of wreak havoc on because I mean we have to be able to adapt make that new vaccine to handle it which in this game did not happen um, so wh why doesn't everybody die well fortunately the human system is pretty adaptive in itself um, the adaptive immune system can take information from previous and exposures to a similar virus build up antibodies that can kind of stem off the tide of the infection um, if Was you're young enough and fit enough more often than not your immune system is also good enough to, to kind of 
for few people will be able to handle that. It's not it's not a catch all. It's not like if you're super fit, you know, you're gonna be okay. But there's always a small population that have a special mutation already built in that can handle something like this. What was this written in a doctor's note somewhere in the division? No, this wasn't. I'm just this is part of my background in in So um, is that what happened in the game? Uh yeah, that is what happened in the game. It, is I that mean, you guys are all just fine? There's a handful of people that were fine. I mean, the large majority of the population that were affected in that city have died. Um, there's a small... I mean, New York is a huge population. So, <laughs> so I've been told. There's uh, maybe, I think it was like 5 to 10% that survived it, which is still a very large population compared to a smaller city. But um, it's noticeable when you play the game. Streets are empty. Cars are everywhere. Um, it's a very desolate environment. And the people that you come across were somewhat prepared for it via... Uh, some kind of um, you know superstitious uh, you, I'm sure you've heard of the people who like to like they there's tv shows about them who like build like bunkers and stuff in case of a you know an <laughs> epidemic or a worldwide emergency or something like that I, I am aware there's a lot of people like that who kind of made it in this game um, do you get to shoot poor people in this game you can if you want did you shoot did poor I people? shoot poor people yeah. to see if I could yes <laughs> all right <laughs> I had to test that boundary yeah I'm not ashamed of it um, are you sure? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. A lot of the a lot of the vagrants that you come across in this game are probably of the lower caste. Uh, so it's a good justification. Back to the PvP aspect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an environment where anybody can betray anybody. Um, at that point, the once you enter into the dark zone, you have the uh, um, the uh, chance of getting better loot. There's like bigger enemies. Um, uh, kind of like tougher scenarios um, that can reward you with better guns and gear to kind of make you all the better along the way. As you progress further into the dark zone, there's different zones from one to six that actually get more difficult. And each one gets severely more dangerous in the sense that there's less safe zones to go to. There's less places to resupply, which was a big deal in the beginning because you would run through ammo like like it was nothing. Shooting all yeah. these poor people. Yeah, just so many <laughs> poor people dead. But... um. The big problem, or they the, outnumber us, you know. the big allure of that game was that you you would encounter other players and you would never really know whether or not they're going to attack you or not. There's no factions. You're just all survivors. Assholes? Why way. are you guys fighting each other? It, it's the battle of resources, man. Wait, are you all just in the division? Aren't you all like no, in no, the, no, no, no. the big group? Or how no, 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 no. I don't actually know what the story of this is like okay, at all. Well, what so it's supposed to be. What you find out while playing it, spoiler alert, um, is that the person who released uh, this virus was a former division agent. Um, and the division was kind of set up as a uh, precautionary team of just, uh, you know, people in the environment of, you know, different status, different jobs, things like that, mm -hmm. who, were, who were kind of set aside like sleeper agents almost as trained operatives. They would live among the people, and in case anything went down that caused a cataclysmic event, they would be the people called in or activated. And aren't you all in the division? The majority of the all the player base is in the division. But there's this... There's rogue agents, which is part of the main storyline, which is who you're fighting. So in the dark zone, agents can swap to being rogue agents by attacking other agents. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, so it's... Oh, yeah, I get that now. Yeah. So the you're cool... Until you start killing people. The cool thing there agents. is, like, you never really know. There's that fear of walking around through the dark zone, and you might see somebody down the way. You don't know if you want to interact with them. They could team up with you and make you a stronger force, be able to get, you know, kill tougher NPCs, get better loot. But at the same time... They could do that and then just shoot you in the back at the end of it and try to steal the stuff away. But that thing, that thought is going through their mind too. That sounds, so, sounds like it's an unclear and present danger. Right. And it's not like in World of Warcraft or anything like that where you can right-click on somebody 
That was yes. I, I I'm gonna move past the pun and go on from there. No, nah, this is all you. You're the one yeah. who stepped over it. So. Yeah, good. So uh, you can't just inspect a player's gear set like like you can in any other or most other MMOs, where you could be like, oh, that guy's way too tough for me. His gear sets, you know, you know, six levels above or whatever. This game, it's it's gen- um, the gear and everything is uh, more visible. Like you have to be able to identify it at a distance. Um, and kind of, but even then, there's low-level versions of most everything. So you could be encountering a total noob walking into the dark zone, or you could be coming across somebody who's just, you know, way above you and will drop you in a couple shots. Like the poor person you are. Yes. So, personally for me, the dark zone was some of the most fun I had in that game. Um, I had a, a group of three or four friends that we would play around uh, on that game, and uh, you can bring up to three other people with you in a squad, so four total. And um, we would go in, kill some big NPCs, get some good loot, fight our way to an extraction point, which when you activate it, everybody on the map knows that that's going on. So you could get NPCs coming to attack you. You could get rogue agents who are kind of like, you know, hey, there's people trying to extract. They must have good stuff. Let's get there and kill them and take it. So you're fighting kind of everything all at once. It's very hectic. Um, sometimes it goes smoothly. Often it does not. But uh, one were of the, you a rogue agent? Uh, I tried not to. But once I got high enough level, uh, sometimes there's just not a lot to do, which is kind of fallen into that endgame problem at the beginning when I was playing it more between March and up through July. Um, there was a lot of endgame issue where you just get to the point where there's nothing better to get, and you might as well just pick on some of the lower level guys in the area. Um, but one of my favorite uh, things uh, that happened while I was playing it was um, I was in the dark zone, like mid, mid-level uh, area, me and three of my friends had um, basically split up into two teams of two. Uh, one was going to go scout out the extraction point. The other was going to go with me to go kind of kill the NPC there, get some good gear, and, and extract. Um, the separation ended up taking us a really roundabout way because some rogue agents decided to kill off our two other guys. Uh, so they spawned on the other side of the map and had to fight their way back up to where we were. In that process, <laughs> myself and my buddy were pretty high level out of the four of us. So we decided. Let's go hunt these guys. You know, it's better that we kill them before they kill us kind of deal. And we can see them on our radar. They can't see us. Oh. Um, yeah, when you're flagged as a rogue agent, the whole map knows about it. Um, and the more you move or shoot, the more your radar thing, uh, your icon blinks and kind of like denotes how close you are to other people. So Major can you get a alert? Can you get a dope MP5 SD3 that doesn't make that happen? Oh, like a silenced weapon? Uh, silence weapons will definitely decrease your amount of ping on the map, um, but if you're a rogue agent, you'll show up no matter what. Oh. Uh, it's just you have to be constantly checking your mini map to kind of see the distance because your 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 small I'm sorry your your overall map to see the distance. Your mini map doesn't really cover that much of an area. Mm. It'll just show them at the border, which is like you know who knows where they are at that point. But back to the story. So we're making our way to hunt these guys. All of a sudden, uh, we we see them drop off the radar which happens once you don't, if you're not aggressive for like X amount of time. Like the more you kill people, the timer goes up by a lot more. But I guess he only killed my buddies and then, you know, just stayed passive for the 180 seconds or whatever until it dropped off. So they disappeared. We're like, screw it. Let's just go to the extraction point. We'll, you know, get their extract and just call it a day. We're climbing up a ladder. Uh, you can only go one at a time on that. You can't like do in most games. You can kind of double up and kind of like clip each other's... Uh, uh, body you know doing that so i send my buddy up first while i'm covering uh the alleyway and of course from the other alleyway 
shot shot go off i'm down i'm about to lose all my good gear my buddy is up a ladder so he can't just drop without taking fall damage and dying immediately he can't shoot from the ladder either you'd have to go all the way up to the top which at the halfway point wasn't going to happen so i see these two rogue agents probably the same ones are running up to me they're getting ready to melee to finish me off as soon as one gets like within the ability to melee me bullets come ripping through the alleyway that i was looking down two other agents not a part of my squad killed them off picked me back up and sent me on my way and just went about their business and it has like that localized chat so the closer you are to someone you can hear them talk through your headset you can send fist bumps pretty much that's exactly what happened i was like this is the the most rad thing that has ever happened in any any mmo i've ever been a part of like it was just such a serendipitous event something out of like a movie almost and uh, I've always remembered that as part of, like, why that game had its merits. Why do you think, like, because I, like, I've played, I th- um, what's it called? I think it's called DayZ. And mm. that game is awful because you can't play with literally anybody because everyone's just a dickhead and they're all killing each other. <laughs> DayZ. Uh, <laughs> why, and, did, and, why did Division not fall into that trap? Did you ever play Arma? Uh, I did not. Arma is the, the game, Arma 3 mm. was the game that DayZ was modded from. Uh, and if you guys haven't played either of these games, their Arma is very milsim or military simulation based. So there's this whole hierarchy of you know very accurate tactics and and you know if you ever want to watch something like that and some funny vids that come with it, go check out Soviet Womble on YouTube. His stuff's absolutely hilarious. But Daisy, don't it's terrible. Anyway, Daisy <laughs> is a uh, a take off that that's basically put you in a really hyper realistic world with a bunch of zombies. You start off with next to nothing. Sometimes you get lucky and get a gun in your bag, mm-hmm. uh, and you just kind of go to survive. Um, and people in that game are the biggest dicks I have ever seen ever because you have to be in a survival situation. Hyper like that. realistic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> that, honestly that's dicks. super realistic. Why Division didn't go that route? It did actually. For a long while, the Dark Zone was unplayable, um, and the reason was is once you hit level thirty, the gap between you and a lot of the people playing the end game content was tremendous. So you'd walk into the dark zone, kill, kill off some of the mobs, get some good gear. Uh, other agents that had gone through that endgame content would pop you off in one, two shots. Whereas it would take you a full clip, if not more, to just kill one of them. So if they're roaming in a group of four, you're fucked. If you're roaming, you know, by yourself, don't even try. And that's how it was for a long time. It kind of added to the difficulty of it, which was fun for some people. But if you read any of the message boards at the time, people were just beyond pissed off. And that it caused a, a huge drop-off in the game population for a while, which in any MMO is never a good thing. Um, but in this case, worked out? Massive stepped up. They listened to people, and uh, they not only fixed the glitch that was causing people to get all that good gear, called Bullet King, um, but they actually uh, rebalanced everything. They made it to a point where, even if you had acquired that stuff, um, through illicit means, because that was really the only way to get at that kind of stuff before everybody else. Um, it was balanced back down. Everything was scaled down and reallocated so that now when you enter the dark zone, you were in a tier of people with your ranking. You wouldn't just enter the same dark zone. Mm. There would be different instances of the dark zone that fit your skill level within that. Um, that didn't stop some people from dropping their skill level to try I to get down that. there and then you know hose those people. But there was balancing done and massive state atop of it throughout the whole thing, which I don't think many games, uh, especially new MMOs, go through. You know, like, people expect when they play an MMO these days to be like what World of Warcraft is now, and they just, none start that way. They all go through shit, just like Vanilla WoW. Vanilla WoW started with a crap ton of bugs and everything like that, but 
Um, I think what's kept people in the game has just been uh, moments like that, like what I described in the Dark Zone. Like, and now with a lot of the new endgame content, new guns, <coughs> new balancing uh, things, things that do just in general, anywhere from you know, a 10-minute side quest that can give you some good stuff to all the way doing, like, an incursion, which is, like, a raid-level, you know, several-hour in investment. Um, everything's been improved to being more than just go to this area, shoot the bullet sponge, keep shooting the bullet sponge, and hopefully get some loot, but maybe get a bunch of shit loot because the, the loot dropping system was also messed up. Um, so they fixed it, is what you're saying. Yeah, and they fixed it really fast, which was more impressive than I ever gave it credit for. Within two months of the game coming out, they had balanced up a lot of those issues. Um, and now they've spent the past two patches, uh, 1.2 and 1.3, working on new content to put out there. And patch 1.4, the one that's coming out, I think in like a week or two, sometime soon, uh, is going to be all the quality of life fixes that were left over. Um, and they made a huge press conference kind of detailing every single one that's going to happen. And it was really heartwarming to hear. I mean, most, most companies wouldn't put that effort into it when they weren't putting out the numbers that, you know, of their competitors right out the bat. Most games like that would give up. No Man's Sky. Things like that. Like, they promise a lot of things. They're extenuating circumstances with No Man's Sky. They're in some serious shade. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but uh, I think that between the, the good support from, from the staff that put it together, uh, and then a lot of the other things I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about yet, like um, just the beautiful graphics. I mean, I'm, even, I'm playing on a PS4, not even a PC. And still, it's graphically astounding. Like uh, the the in-game effects uh, with regards to just various interactions, like um, different NPCs, different animals moving about, um, your bullet, uh, <laughs> like kind of like grazing through glass. It doesn't just auto shatter the whole thing. You actually see little bullet holes. You gradually can punch out the majority of the glass by shooting through it, thus being able to shoot through the car and hit enemies on the other side. But there's deflection accounted in. Um, there's, it's just very realistic setup, you know? Um, you shoot, you know, a light hanging from a ceiling and, you know, it'll kind of flip down. It'll kind of hang for a bit, flicker out eventually. Like, uh, particle effects are really nice. Um, and the environment changes from time to time. Uh, I guess New York is kind of going through a blizzard at the moment, too, or something to that effect. I never really understood that, but they didn't, they didn't, didn't bother explain that part very well. But you'll just be walking through an area and all of a sudden it'll get very hazy, full of snow, uh, and a firefight will break out. And you'll just have to somehow find a way to survive through that. As a division agent, you have some cool tech to kind of help you through it, like radar pings and stuff like that to kind of navigate. But um, yeah, um, it's, it's just an ever-changing world. Um, and fortunately, what they've done is they've added more to it instead of just enhancing what's already there. Um, I mean, they've done both, but a lot of games will take that for granted and will just kind of, yeah, the end game content's whatever it is right now. Um, but you know, they just keep adding more to it. Alberto, out Sweet. of five, four. Rate the division. It's pretty good, Mitchell. Are you rating his uh, his review or rating? Oh, whatever game? you feel the need to review. Because <laughs> I mean, I have more. I can we keep gotta, going. We got to fill this out. Okay, I will give it a four as well. I mean, I I remember you talking about that. You're not a David. You're not a big fan of. Uh, uh, loot games not generally no and mitchell i don't think you're in this well you never mind you're talking about legion so yeah you're probably a fan <laughs> of those um 
Maybe I don't know. You, you said you hate RPGs too, so you're you're a hard card to, <laughs> to figure out right now. Alberto, who only likes good games. Gotcha, like Alberto. You, you played Borderlands. You've played stuff like that, so I figure you probably I dig like it. But that's definitely one of the big allures of this game, is the loots. You know, it's a loot based shoot 'em up. Heard you can get puffy jackets. You can iconic uh, jackets. The clothing is various. Um, <laughs> fortunately, it doesn't take up inventory space, which is a big deal. Um, that's really refreshing. That's not a, that's not a big deal. <laughs> it, you, okay, well, when you play that game and the initial stash only holds so much, which is like your bank, and then your initial character can only hold so much, and but you're getting all of these you know, like clothing option items to kind of alter your character's appearance, it's a huge deal. So I mean, maybe this is the the loot person in me talking. <laughs> um, it's fun. I mean, that way nobody, not many people look the same. You can kind of pick out people based off of what they're wearing, the gear they're holding, et cetera, et cetera. Back in the day, not as much, because there was several guns that were kind of the top tier weapon before balancing came out, like the Vector, things like that. So everybody. Well, the Vector's it. just overpowered in real life, so. It's a 45 ACP submachine gun, high-accuracy bullpup. What? No. Not a it, bullpup, right? No, a, it has. it actually has a unique... Stabilizing system, right? System where the trigger is in line with the barrel so ah. that there is essentially no muzzle rise. Right. That showed when they first made the gun. <laughs> that thing was, yeah. a, was a bullet hose of the highest caliber that could just melt whatever it, it aimed at. It's also enormous, but... Um, it's a one basic submachine gun. It's, it's about the same size as an MP5. It's chunkier than an MP5. Yeah. With the recent Important updates, details. They've had a lot of cool stuff. You can actually diversify. You can have that sniper on your team. You can have that heavy machine gunner on your team. You can have a varied team instead of four people who are all running vectors. Uh, and and the tactics that come with that are tremendously fun. Uh, I mean, it, it follows that third-person over-the-shoulder cover system that everybody hated, or I guess loved. I don't know. I, it, I, didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Gears of War, so I don't know how many people actually enjoyed that. But uh, that system became a pain in the ass where you, had to, you were glued to wall, glued to other wall. And keep doing that until you move forward. You have that option in this game, but it's more intuitive with how you can move around them. Um, When's the last time you played a cover shooter? They've been around like the whole time. I mean, most of the most of the shooters that I've played on the com- like, which were on the competitive scene, would have been not cover based, like Call of Duty, uh, Overwatch, things like that. Like those aren't really cover based games. Where you Didn't have you to play stick. The Last of Us? I did, but not in a competitive sense, and I mostly played the single player on that one. The multiplayer was sparse. There wasn't a lot of people playing it when I finally got around to playing that game. Yeah, but all that so, stuff is in there, all those is. improvements. But for a single player survival game, that makes it enjoyable. For a multiplayer, you know, deathmatch, not so much. This game, big exception. I mean, there's large advantages to setting up an ambush using cover. That's very that's varied across the map. You know, it's not like they just took a lot of areas and just copy pasted along the way. There's very intricate area parts of, of the dark zone that people remember, you know, like you would call out a certain area and that would be fresh in your mind as to that area being a certain type of kill zone. Um, you just had to kind of know your way around it, work with it and stuff like that. A lot of people got really smart with it. They would find areas that they could lure NPC enemies that were really, really tough to that area send off some pings of basically, you know, shooting each other and then not, uh, and then backing off while the NPCs move in. So if you came to try to hunt them down or try to be in that area to extract, this wave of massive NPCs would soften you up and then they would just pick you off from a distance. 
So there's a whole lot of stuff that can be done in that game that I think many other games never attempted with regards to tactics and things like that, um, which is really exciting. It made for a very enjoyable uh, time playing it. The big reason I stopped, which I think you asked a long time ago at this point, uh, was my friends stopped playing. They started playing other games like uh, uh, Battleborn, Waste of Time, and uh, Overwatch, and other things that came out towards the middle of summer. And without having a good squad, once you're at that high level, there's just not really much to do. Um, you can matchmake, but it's just not as fun. So, Nick, what do you give it out of five? I like the four out of five on this one. I, uh, if you were going with the David method of rating things with the one star or zero. That's the Joey method. Joey method of things. I, I would still give it a one star. I had a lot of fun playing it. It was a good investment. And I'm getting back into it. So I can't say it wasn't uh, worth my time. Excellent. Alberto. That's me. You played a game too. Yeah. I played Doom. Yeah. The newest but one. we've run out of time. Thank you for showing up. What? And, uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll make time for Doom. No, we've okay. got we've got things to talk about. So, Alberto, what is your history with first person mayhem? First person mayhem, like not so much. The like, I think the most like mayhem type shooter game that I've played would be like Borderlands Two, because I played as Krieg, and you get to use his ability that lets you just run around and destroy things with one hit. And that's super fun. And I think that's a lot of why I like Doom because it's like that. It's like constantly being in that. Uh, Krieg psycho mode, but you get to use guns. Or, or fists, it depends. They have that mode there, too. Can you describe yeah, berserk. what you meant by mayhem for what, the people listening? Um, play Doom, you'll understand. No, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a game it's a game where cover only exists as a scenery. <laughs> like, it's the point of the game is to shoot things as rapidly as possible. And the thing and is, it's flashy about as possible, right? Uh, if, if you like can get style points if, in that game. If you can spare that, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know. Everything about Doom lends itself to that mayhem idea. Like, yeah. I, mayhem's not a standard category mm-hmm. per se, but it is. The thing is, Doom personifies it. It is a gold standard of it, both past and present. So. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, like even I think one of the most fun parts of like the whole mayhem, like cover doesn't matter thing, is the fact that you don't even have to reload in that game. That you just have like your amount of ammo in that gun, Wait, and what? I, you yeah. don't reload. You're like Herschel from Walking Dead. You're just shooting that shotgun, and no, and you're like presumably. Doom Marine from Doom, <laughs> which is way more badass than Herschel. I guess so. Well, uh, way slur, more badass than Herschel, but. <laughs> It's but yeah, it's just things like you get your like chain gun at one point, which ended up being my favorite gun because it's just like a mini gun and it just has like whatever I think. Is that not the best gun? What? No, because no. the BFG is in that game. Oh, the big fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's better, but I mean, it's it's fun to watch things blow up while it goes. Well, just yeah. Sound effect happens and everything in front of you is dead now. Oh, that's always a, fun to see. I was a fan of the gas cannon, but um, that's I always true. That was a good so. one. But so this game. I asked about the pedigree because obviously Doom Doom caught virtually everyone by surprise by not just being a cash grab. It seemed pretty, especially after a couple other things that have been coming out in that vein recently. Uh, Doom 3. The fact that id Software, <laughs> minus Carmack, minus a lot of their previous old hand developers, it um it plays really well and looks really nice and has a story. 
Yeah. And that's all insane. And I'm just curious how that hits you specifically. I mean, I guess if you're if your point of comparison for shooters, did you ever play the Modern Warfare games? Um, yeah, I played a couple of them. Like not not all the way through, but I played it like parts of some of them. One and two? You're referring to single player? Modern yes. Warfare two. Okay. Yeah, I think so. You played through the campaign of that? Not through, not through the oh, campaign. Okay. Oh. Like while while I while That's I was a, with some friends, I would like play through a mission or two or something like. That's that. a oh. shame because that campaign was grand. So it was almost as grand as I wasn't old enough to play them. While I, 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 I could have. Yeah, I don't. I, I need to go back and play Modern Warfare One I didn't, and Two now. I only played the classic Doom games. Is this one a retelling of Doom One, or is this a, like a, a, a continuation Doom of Doom? Thing. Oh, it's an expansion in all forms. You play as Doom Marine, whose name is Doom Marine. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Familiar. you're you're summoned. Uh, you're summoned from hell. Uh, and then you go to hell. You uh, fuck hell shit up. Yeah, you you're fuck in it up. Space though, right? Uh, you're yeah, Mars. you're on Mars. Okay. Is hell on Mars? Uh, it is That's thanks to a portal. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. yeah the, whole, the whole story of it is basically like the UAC Union Air Cor- Corporation, I think it's what it's called or something like that, is like um, har- basically is harvesting energy straight from hell. They're like founder and owner yeah. guy Samuel Hayden There's, gets that idea and he's like trying to siphon all this energy. What's that energy called? Argent energy. Argent energy. Oh, I, I could have swore there was something else where it was like... I don't know. I remember reading a joke about that where it was like mm. demonic energy. I was like, "Are you sure this is a good thing we should be harvesting?" It's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, there's a, there's apparently this whole like thing going on on Earth where Earth needs like a lot more energy than they can make on whoa, Earth. Whoa, 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 whoa! That seems enter- entirely unrealistic. Are you saying we're in an energy crisis that we need a new source? Uh, I'm pretty sure we have enough. But it's an energy. It's an energy crisis material. that's so crisisy they need to go to hell to fix it. Yeah. So it's quite the crisis. <laughs> Maybe a. Arguably a bigger crisis than we could be in right now. It turns out hell is not on Earth. Wow. That's deep. It's not. They opened a portal. It's oh, not okay. on Mars either. It's like Stargate. But, yeah. yeah. Although it seems like they'd be able... Anyway, I'm, I'm sure the lore, which is entirely too deep. The the game that I... Uh, Alberta, did you play uh, Wolfenstein? Oh, uh, no. I watched them play it, but I didn't actually play no. it. No. Okay, so... You're I, like I, classic Wolfenstein. I, I think I said... No, the... New Order? The New Order. Oh, the, the one that you played... Extensively, the, the, the one that I the played most through. <laughs> no, I, you talked about the game for through. longer than you've talked about most games. I wrote a review of it. Exactly. That's not <laughs> novel in any way, shape, or form, as fans of the Machination Log will know. Well, you know, I've written plenty. I can't of believe those. you played a game That's all the way guys. through. Yeah, I know, right? It's totally not like. Me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, Alberto, how did a young man like yourself? get access to a game like Doom, which uh, only accentuates and glorifies hyperviolence. Uh, well, fans of the Machination Log will also know <laughs> that he turned 18 recently because we gave him a happy birthday on that. Yeah. <laughs> so he don't need his mom to go out and buy terribly violent demon games now. Perfect. No, my dad can do that. Uh, so it's just it's just fun because you don't you you don't have like any of the content like the the nearest <laughs> game that you've got is Borderlands. It's nothing like it. And that's not the same. Yeah. Like there aren't even numbers above everybody's heads because they just die. Yeah. I think you maybe you can turn numbers on. So what did you like about the game? What what's what's the allure that kept you playing it? I mean like I I don't have experience with like the mayhem type games, but I just like I know that I like chaotic games like that. I, I know that I like, especially games that can accentuate, like, power fantasy things. And Doom does that really well, even though it also has moments where it gets really, like, it's challenging and you gotta, like, really get really tense to play through some of the really big fights that come through. 
that's like kind of how it works. You walk into a room, there's a huge like mob that comes in. You walk into another room, another big mob. Until the demon threshold. I forget it, what they specifically say. Oh, is um, it bullet spongy? Not no. A couple of them are, but like, a couple of monsters are, but not like really. The bosses though, or, or is there nothing really like that? There, there are two bosses from what I remember. Yeah, there's two bosses. One of them Spoiler felt alert. super duper bullet spongy. Yeah, like the the. Like the big first demon that you fight feels like a ridiculous bullet sponge, but then like the final boss was actually, in my opinion, it was a lot of fun to fight, especially because I had the context of looking at the first boss and thinking, this is the most boring part of the entire game. I'm just running around shooting rockets at this one thing because that's all you have to do. Well, did do these then, bosses have like life bars? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, so you can, okay. I, I have oh, a gripe with tell. that. With I'm, which? And that, that was a big problem with Destiny, or not Destiny, uh, Division? Division. Uh, that I hate shooter games that have life bars above bosses or enemies like that. Like, you should be able to shoot at something and see things fall off or have an, an, a visual inclination as to when you're doing more damage to it because that builds the tension of the fight. If I know that that health bar is barely going down, I'm probably going to switch weapons or something. Or if I see large chunks of it go off, like that fight you were talking about the rockets, I'm just going to keep jamming those rockets. Like Focus testing has guaranteed you will never, ever get what you want out of that ever again. What do you mean? Because no matter how visual they make the aid there, unless it's literally like pushing noises when you're doing it the right way, getting criticals and stuff, people don't pick up on any of that. Mm. So they uh, they they write that out of games. I guess That's the close would be like would be the way that like the like the actual fighting style of the boss changes. Because yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that I'm 99 percent sure that actually happens in the fight as you yeah, get goes, closer to the end. Goes it goes does different forms. He, he changes yeah. like like Not attack modes shape, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just changes attacks. Yeah. Just does new stuff. Well, that's good. I mean, that that way at least you know if he's getting more aggressive, you're mm. probably w- getting to a point of winning. Yeah, or maybe you're not. I don't. know. I mean, but like that—that's what made it. That's like the the thing that was a lot of fun was that like the whole like the game mode for the actual like most of the campaign missions is super fun because you know you're going through with like you, in my case mostly the shotgun because I like the shotgun a lot. I ran out of which one? Ammo. The first one. I love is being able the, to say that. Is that the double, yeah, right. <laughs> is that the, the double barrel shotgun? No. The super shotgun. No, is the super barrel. shotgun's a double barrel. Is this the this is the pump action one? Yeah. that you're talking about the first one that yeah, you yeah, find yeah, in okay. the game that. The, the actual game starts with yeah. as you leave through an elevator and it's the nice. most glorious moment of starting a game where it's like <laughs> I haven't even played Dune I'm like this must be what it felt like because I feel like little bitch shit up exactly <laughs> and like that it's so much fun that that's that's what you feel as you play is just like yeah this the story of this game is I'm a guy here to fuck everything up and that's even and that's fun at least for me but it, like there are lots of data logs in the game that if you actually get them and I spent like whatever how chunk of time like between a couple of my classes just reading all of them because I collected all of them uh-huh. and it's like a really interesting story and actually yeah. reading like the way they wrote through all of the demons and like you know their categories and purposes and like how we found this one or whatever is fun like the corporation there's lots like a lot of the data logs are things that the corporation would have said to some of the employees so it's like found footage like in like in Fallout they yeah. have a lot of those little like codec things that you can kind of pick up exactly and, and there's and like that even is helped more by the fact there are holograms every once in a while that'll like kind of do some exposition about like this area was used for this you know this computer requires blah blah blah, blah amount of of cooling because it would destroy the entire planet or whatever so there's there's, there's an computer. in-depth story that you can yeah. dig into if you want. Yeah, like but this, you don't have to. Exactly. The, the your involvement with the story is based purely on how much you want to learn. Like for me it's just I've collected a ton of data logs and every time I go to the menu there's an exclamation point next to this data logs thing. Maybe I should read through that. And it's just and it's actually really cool. Like the actual story ends up being a really cool story. 
Nice. So, like, the, so it's like Metroid Prime then. Oh, now that was a good game. No, it's not, not like Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> the fighting's fun. What? Fighting is not fun in Metroid Prime. I, I play Metroid. Doom and then play Metroid Prime and come back to me. If I can play Metroid Prime with a mouse, would that change your... Nope. Does, Me- no? does Metroid Prime have a super shotgun? Uh, it's got does, super missiles. It's not a super... Sh- so does Doom. It has a rocket launcher. <laughs> Fair enough. That you can lock I'm not going to defend something Mitchell blocks. brought up unless Mitchell wants to keep defending no, it. So. All right, you're you good. can defend I'm not it. saying I'm Metroid Prime's a bad game. Doom's just an amazing I think game. that would actually summon Javier to this podcast to defend <laughs> it if you kept saying it. <laughs> Javier, Javier, Javier. Yeah. Have to say it yeah. All right, he didn't apparate, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, so I ended up enjoying that a lot, and it's it's one of the last games, one of the games that I've played recently, the only ones that's really made me say, fuck yeah, every yeah. time I got a gun and like, cool. or anything like that, I advanced. And that's not a feeling that I've gotten, even even in, like, Borderlands. That's mm-hmm. not a thing that I would get when I get a new gun. It's, okay, cool, it's a new gun. What about the uh, love interest in the game? What well, did you think about that? Wait, <laughs> wait back up. You know, I, I, th- you I felt the, like it, like it was actually really shotgun. well. What? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. What? That's right, you don't fucking know what I mean. Wait, wait, are you ever, there is no love was there a love interest, interest with the shotgun? You completely buried my bit here, Nick. <laughs> you completely ruined that anyway no he gives as much of a shit about all of this as anyone else does um the character he, itself of doom marine is funny because like it's doom it, marine wants yeah. out as much as everybody it simultaneously has this like disgruntled maid feeling to it where it's like fuck i just wiped out all these <laughs> demons and you summon them again god i have to kill all of these demons again and at the same time it's like but I love my job. <laughs> There's a lot of punching consoles. Oh. Punch, yes, gets, that's true. He gets very disgruntled at the speed of processing. <laughs> Does it speed it up when he when he hits it? Um, it just stops it, oh. which like, is sufficient. Like the like the one of the first parts of the beginning is like he's trying to evaluate the status of the facility or whatever, and like all the numbers just coming up, like you know, like not like un, they don't know it yet, and then like the voice of the one of the persons, one of the people guiding you comes on and you just grab the monitor and just shove it to the side because you don't fucking care what he's trying to tell you. It's like, this isn't going to help me figure out what's going on, so get out of here. Hmm. Let me go on to the next thing and g- glory kill, which is the next thing that you figure out, which is just the insane methods of killing stuff. That Those are like the style kills. Yeah, exactly. Like- and they're... And- it's such a great mechanic in the game because it feels like it's just, you know, if it's a gun game, it feels like it would slow everything down because, you know, it's interrupting the shooting stuff. But no, it's it's like it's quick. Yeah, it's, it's economical. That's one of it is that it's super quick, but also that it's so like integral to the actual game. Because like you, do you, you have to do them to kill certain enemies? No, no. But no, it's that you, you, just... you would die if you didn't do it because oh. it's really hard to get health in any other way except like the health packs. And every uh, time you glory kill something, it you gives get you health back. Okay. So, you know, you can't just kind of hide behind cover and just cry mm-hmm. until you get health again. You have to go in there and fight something and then glory kill it so you can get more health. It's an anti-cover game in a lot this, of ways. This is an anti-division is what I'm like. This is what? the exact opposite game. There's no multiplayer in this, right? There is, but why would you play it? There's a single player. It was Wait. also made by a different team and everything oh. got screwed around with. It's okay, but it's packaged with a single player game that is, is so good. Match? It's not. Eh, there's a couple modes. But I, okay. actually, I don't have I don't have like the multiplayer for my PS4, so I haven't played it, but I don't I don't mourn that at all. Like you have to purchase the multiplayer separately? No, no you, have to pay, you have to pay to use like PS4 oh, Live you're, or whatever. You're, you're talking like internet. Yeah, or, yeah okay. I, I don't, you don't pay for that. Oh. Right. You don't pay for Sony internet? 
<laughs> you didn't even pay for the PS4, so I don't see what the difference is. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to play online games. I have. I have over. I now smite, but I have Overwatch for when I want to do that. And then mm. the thing. And then I've just super enjoyed just like going through the actual like Doom campaign and thinking about like all the cool stuff that I can do in it. And it's made it like a super duper fun game to play that I've actually gone through again because like there's other parts to it. Like you can get like bits from X guards or whatever that make your suit better. So it's like one of the perks that you end up getting is just you're immune to, to explosive barrels. You just so don't take damage from them anymore. It's, I mean, is, uh, is that common to other Doom games? Which? Like there's like... The upgrades? It, like is there no. a lot of replayability to the campaign, I guess? Oh, yeah, from because it's the, the fucking one, same from beginning to end. If that's what you want to do, the loop is present from beginning to end. Well, I guess I mean like there's no like branching pathways or anything. Like the story doesn't change if you play differently, right? No. Okay. No, you blow everything up no matter what. Gotcha. You but can go and find some secrets. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the, that's the thing that I've ended up doing now is like I played through it and missed basically all of the secrets in the last like half the game. But now I want I want to find all of them. And so it's like and it's really fun to just kind of find like, OK, what's the because like there's so much fun with like double jumping and stuff, mm-hmm. the actual paths that you can make for yourself end up making discovering secrets feel like fun. And if you can figure out, I know it's there and I have to get through this super complicated like platforming thing to get there, it actually feels fun to get to the end of it because it's like, did, yes. you, did you play any like Castlevania or anything like that? That's kind of what this sounds like. It's like, I mean, obviously they're two completely different games, but it's like a lot of hacking and slashing and then you find like hidden things along the way that can make your character look different or have cooler weapons that you would have never, you would have missed completely playing through the game. Normally. I mean, yeah, it's got, it's got secret areas. <laughs> you find them. Yeah. Like, it's got that part but of it. But is it, like, an intuitive thing? Do you have to actively seek these out? No. They're, I, I mean, yes, some of them you do. Some of them are very hard to find. I was about to say, don't make me feel bad, David. No, some no, of no, these no. are really hard for no, me to find. No, I, 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 meant, I meant in the sense that it baits you. It it frequently encourages you to go look for the stuff. Like, nice. they'll have windows, and you'll be able You're to like, see the thing you want, yeah. and you'll have to go on a goose chase to figure out how to get it. And, but. like, the, the doors that unlock, like, little areas that I guess are from, like, the original Doom 1 and 2. Yes. At yeah, least one. Do they well, no, 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 it's not. It, they're not actually... Fr- I'm not going to say that. Yes, they look like original Doom. Yeah, there you go. Because I don't don't play those. look like them. Yeah, they they do as many as can reasonably fit into a game like that. I like that. Like, I think every level just has one that you just have to find, like, the lever that just Uh opens the door and, like, a cool little guitar riff goes off every time. And it's like, you get to go through it and it plays, like, I guess music that would have fit into the original, at least. Um, sure. It's, it, it sounds beep and boopy. It doesn't yes. sound like the metal that's going on the rest of the time. So yeah, I no, assume it's, it's, it's got that going on. on. It's definitely a better implementation of that than they had in is Wolfenstein. There, is there a hidden console that lets you play Doom 1? What? No. There, there is a, there is a, um, Candy Crush, though, at one point <laughs> with just Doom. Are you serious? That's, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> and you get to like you know move them around. There's explosive <laughs> barrels that get rid of lots of it. So it changes like a top down kind of thing. And... No, it's no, no it's, it's an arcade cabinet. Yeah, oh, it's oh, just oh, it's okay. actually just Candy Crush <laughs> with original Doom monsters. That's cool. That's just cool. just in case you want to do it, it's just there. It's like, like cool. That. And that seems to be what like a lot of a lot of the parts of the secrets are that like the devs put in was just mm-hmm. stuff that you see and it's like oh awesome, nice. just more stuff that I get to do. I like that, and that's perfectly fine. And the whole game is super fun because of all the. All the shooting and jumping and ripping things apart, it fits in really well with, like, every every part of it works super well with, like, you know, the narrative and the mechanics of you being this m- this monster badass who is here to, as the game puts it, rip and tear through hell. <laughs> and you actually get, like, berserk things that let you rip demons in half or just stomp on them until they explode. Yep. It's great. The berserk. 
power up is my favorite in the entire game. The berserk power up is good because in almost any other game, they would they would bother to like compromise or balance it in some mm-hmm. sense. But you actually you actually can kill any enemy in the game by approaching it while you have the berserk power up. Bosses? There's no there's no there are only two bosses in the oh, game, oh, okay. so that like doesn't the... really it doesn't matter the size of the enemies is no object. <laughs> yeah. You just click the button and it goes. Like the the That's Baron awesome. of Hell, which is yeah. like kind of the big like mini boss they'll put in yeah. every once in a while like later on two of them just rip his head off or something. Yeah. Fuck him. You get no, the berserk power up. Wow. And it depends on how you approach. Although I guess that's mostly for the glory kills. The uh, the glory kill requirements for getting upgrade points. They have mm. little achievements as you go along, which is also from Wolfenstein. Uh, they're very specific. Um, like if you're pointing at someone's leg, the kill is different than if it's at their oh, head and that kind of cool. stuff. If you're like if you're, they did that in Doom or Wolfenstein? in Doom. In Doom. Oh, nice. Like for the little imp guys, like the yeah. ones who just throw fireballs. If you come up from the behind, you'll just rip, rip their bottom jaw off and just toss them aside. Oh. And if you jump on top of them, you land on their chest and then just stop their head until it's it a lot of jaw. Ripping. So it's it's fresh. Like most of the kills stay fresh. They don't really tend to become very, the same. Yeah, they're yeah because like they don't. They don't feel like they don't feel like you know fresh. I guess that word, but that there's enough of them, and that you'll inadvertently do enough different ones yeah. without even trying to. That it feels like it doesn't even matter if you've seen the same one happen a bunch of times. And more it's still fun to see. And more critically, <clears throat> they don't kill the flow, yeah. which a lot of melee kills in games tend to do. Like they will Halo, they, they pull you they, out they of. They will it have. It, they will either have it actually go straight up into third person, yeah. or it will like take. It, they take control from you, mm-hmm. but none of them take more than literally one second, so it doesn't matter. And you can even get their challenges in the game yeah, where right. you can unlock other stuff. So uh-huh. at the end, you can have it where you um, you can essentially teleport to people uh, with the glory <laughs> kill thing and speed it up at the same time. So you can um, what you're doing at that point is if there are enemies in the air, it is way more convenient to essentially leap to them, <laughs> like Superman style, leap what? at them, and your body it, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like a jump. Yeah. It feels magnetic. It's like you go <laughs> zoop, and you're just there. And it, and that one is and so much And then you can more... triple jump away from them. Exactly, but like the super fun one with the uh, the berserk the berserk power up with that thing. It's called it's just called seek and destroy. Do you literally just? Go to that enemy, blow yes. it up. Go to the next enemy, yeah, blow it up, I've, and just... I've lost myself at times because like, I don't know where I am on the map anymore. Because yeah. I just, I just hold out. I just press to keep clicking You're like right an trigger. Explosive <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, just pouncing between enemies. Like exactly, that's awesome. it's ridiculous. I, I lose myself going. I don't know where I am on the map. I'm just facing a wall now. Yeah, that's that's Doom for sure. Do enemies like react differently? Like to what? Like do they like talk amongst themselves like grunts would in like Halo, where they're like they freak out there's, and like there's um, do they have like an intelligence no, to them? No, I mean, they don't. The, they're there to be murdered. They don't fear you at all. <laughs> the, I I think that there no. is an element of fear in it because of the idea that every every glory kill they see you for just a second before you kill them. There is this one like flash of a second where they look dead at you and then you rip their jaw off. Awesome. But no, the AI like the AI yeah. doesn't like react yeah, to no, you that a, way. It's something that you just feel would be happening through the head. It's like oh god no, caco cool. demons. I, those things, those things creep me out because I never see them coming, and then I just like, holy shit, it's a, it's a deadly meatball. And then they eat you. <laughs> Dead, is that like a beholder? What? It's a caco demon. Is that where? Yes. Yeah, it's like a. Floating... It may as well be. It's... Yeah. It only has one eyeball. Oh. So. Wow. But. Oh. But it does shoot things out. 
Any final thoughts about Doom? Final thoughts? I would absolutely play this game again, even after I 100% it. (laughs) After I get everything I can, I would definitely play through it again. Nice. I'm going to wait a year, but... Actually, I kind of want to see what Machinima Games does or whatever they're called. That's not their actual name, but the people who did Wolfenstein have something to answer for here now. Mm Because Wolfenstein, A New Order, was... One of the best shooters to come out in a very, very long time when it came out. And it's also a Bethesda Softworks joint, which is interesting, although they're just the publisher. Um, so essentially all they inherit is a uh, bad rendering engine from Bethesda <laughs> and some money, I guess. But, um, and the branding. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But Bethesda's known for, like, Fallout. Yeah. That's, that seems people like awkward. Like, people like those games. It seems like weird branding. Uh, the thing with Wolfenstein vs. Doom, though, Doom is literally just a power cord getting strummed the whole time. <laughs> and Wolfenstein's got, like, what? a little more speed metal going on. Like, there is there is some articulation to it. Uh-huh. And I think I prefer, if, if the team at id and the team at, I think it's Machine Games, can right. do a little bit of mind melding... And make Wolfenstein just a little bit faster. Wolfenstein, the new Doom. <laughs> it would be perfect. Wolf and Doom. Because th- there is Doom, like, uh, don't get me wrong. Doom is a pleasure to play the entire time. But there's something about the story and atmosphere of Wolfenstein that I really want captured in a game with the aesthetic murdering of Doom. And mm-hmm. Wolfenstein's was good. Wolfenstein has... You can dual-wield automatic shotguns in that game. There is plenty to like about Wolfenstein's combat. Um, you sold me, right? But there. it's not... Uh, it's, Dude, you're fighting... You're fighting future Nazis. Like Have you Nazis heard... The, do you know the story of this game? I did. So... I've played the arcade version where you pick up a pistol and you shoot at dudes. Okay, it's gotten a little more complicated. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the 15-second pitch. Cool. Hitler discovered the secret Jew technology <laughs> that allowed him to mechanize his forces to defeat the Allies, uh-huh. and then he nuked New York, and you are B.J. Blaskowitz, who was part of the final battle against the last-ditch attempt to take out uh, Commander Deathhead, and you I, failed. I assume Commander Deathhead's on the Nazi side. Yes, he is. Okay. So you're a good guy. Yes, yes, you're a good guy. Okay. Uh, and you get caught in this clinic and you're paralyzed for 12 years, but then something happens and you bust out of this uh, mental <laughs> hospital and you get your revenge. <laughs> How do you lose your paralysis? What? I, I guess I have to play to find out, huh? No, you won't no, find I out. Won't find By out. an intense cool. enough hatred of <laughs> yeah, Nazis. I guess so, yeah. You will not find out. He's fucking stacked for being paralyzed for 12 years when he gets out of it. I, I saw I saw a scene where he puts a chainsaw super close to some Nazi person. He's, that happens. Pretty, pretty angry with Nazis. Yeah, so happens. there are no werewolves. Okay, this game's not... This isn't a Wolfenstein. Uh, okay. No, there are no werewolves, although there are some very cute dog cyborgs in that game. Okay. Cyborgs. So f- you're rating for Doom 5 out of 5? What? Perfect no, score. Mitchell's first. 5 out of 5 review. Excellent. Five out of five. Well, of course, you'll give it that. I, don't I know. would. You're, the way you described it with childhood-like enthusiasm gave me uh, hope that I could play through that and have fun with it. Is it a long campaign? Do I have to devote a lot of time to it? No. 
You just blast right through it. Here's the magic of Doom. Because if so, five out of five. If not, eh. no, you can't. You you can't blow through the campaign. But <clears throat> here's the magic of it. It's exactly the same thing the whole time. So you just play it for as long as you have. <laughs> oh, okay. And if you need more time, you just play through it again. Mm. That, that actually, that was the thing that I forgot to say earlier. That was my other, the other funny part that showed exactly how, how well I, it knew exactly what their players were going to want. That half of like the upgrades you can get for weapons are just you can move at your full speed while using this mod. It's things like the scope for the Gauss cannon is like you yeah. can move totally as fast as you want while using this, and that's like a lot of the upgrades is, you don't have to. So down all anymore. the inhibitions are just taken away eventually. Yeah, you, the, you want no. to snipe snipe people yeah. while you're like jumping away, like nothing double, double stands <laughs> in your way. Okay, that's cool. That's the whole deal. But there's a challenge to it. Yes. Okay. The game's hard. Gotcha. The game can be very. From all the description, it didn't sound hard. You it's... can turn the difficulty up. It gets difficult. Okay. Yeah, I give it a five out of five. Any final thoughts on Doom? Final thoughts on Doom. I don't even know how I can like final thought this game. It's just too great. You just I have think, to think about just the most fun you can have destroying things. I think you've already said the final thought, and it's fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that works. Mitchell. Me? You. Time to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. What? I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out. I know your enthusiasm for, for World of Warcraft. Oh, it's, is, uh, it's is, been made known. It's <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my game was Legion, which came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's the, what, fifth expansion for World of Warcraft? Let's see. Uh, Burning, Burning Crusade, Crusade Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm, Miss Pandaria, Warlings yeah. of Drainer, six. Oh, so six. Six, sixth expansion for World of Warcraft, which has been around for a long time. It is a 12-year-old game at this point. Two years is, per? Uh, yep, about two years per, per expansion. Yep. Um, so yeah, and at this point... I mean, it's still running on an engine that's 12 years old, so the <laughs> fact that they can do as much as they can with it is really impressive. The game is still gorgeous. The art team at Blizzard is fantastic and phenomenal, and they have been uh, throughout the whole history of the, the game, really, just creating oh, new well, environments. That's Warcraft, not Warcraft 1 or 2 per se, but 3 absolutely. As yeah. far as being iconic, they've managed to they've managed to turn that into a cottage industry. And I will give Blizzard... No end of shit for stealing <laughs> from other people's property. Oh, they are great. And I'll get into that as well. But <laughs> but to their credit, I mean, whether they stole from Warhammer or not, they, aesthetically, they are miles ahead of Warhammer. Yeah. Like, there are many games now that come out and, like, I mean, they have high polygon counts and yeah. uh, high resolutions and everything, Emotions. but they don't, I mean, there's nothing unique about them. They don't look great. <laughs> Um, but World of Warcraft comes sticks around with this 12-year-old engine that's been upgraded every expansion, so it's it's not exactly the same as it was 12 years ago. When you say looks great, are you referring to the actual graphical quality or just the design that's put into what you're seeing around there? Both. Uh, the the engine that it's running in does nothing to detract from the uh, art. Graphically, it, it still looks pretty polygonal, right? It hasn't really changed much from like maybe it, Burning Crusade. It's a lot. Yeah, it did? It's not okay. as polygon polygonal as it used to be. Oh. Polygonal. Polygonal. Mongos. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, there's there's new effects. And I mean, it's not like cutting edge, like HD quality, realistic game, but that's not what it's trying to be. It's more cartoony. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely stylized. It's got fog. It, it does high have fog. fantasy. Yeah. High fantasy. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah the highest of high. Well, not the highest of fantasies, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a it's little. There. It's mid-tier fantasy. Yeah. So what they did uh, in this expansion, so obviously the graphics keep getting upgraded. The environments are are great, as they usually are, as they have been. 
Uh, but as far as the gameplay goes, uh, I think it's a big upgrade from the previous expansion, which was Warlords of Drainer. Because uh, in Warlords, um, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I won't go into a whole history of World of Warcraft because that would take a while. <laughs> maybe someday with Jacob and Joey and Let's Andy it. and other people who have played. And me, a absolutely. Lot of it. Yeah, you guys. I'll jump, I'll jump in on that. Yeah. Pretty good amount. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get on that too. Um, the issue with Warlords of Draenor is they tried to do some different things. Uh, they ended up uh, at, at that point they hadn't really removed abilities that classes had accrued over the previous five expansions. So people's action bars had like fifty abilities that they mm-hmm. could use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they ended up pruning a lot of stuff down, and a lot of people were mad about that because abilities that they had were, were lost, and uh, they ended up just kind of cutting into the gameplay that you had. And the other thing was that in Warlords, while the leveling experience was great, going through the zones and everything, it was not very replayable because the leveling experience was really linear. Uh You go through more than any of the other previous expansions. It's kind of like a single-player game. It was just super linear. Uh, So you can do it once, and it's great, but leveling a second character through or a third, Mm -hmm. I mean... It gets monotonous. Just monotonous, yes, exactly. Um, And then at the end game, there wasn't really much to do in Warlords. Like... There was no daily quests. There was pretty much the only end game was Apexus Crystals. It was just this sort of thing that you had to gather. And they didn't have a raid or anything like that. Not they? not when it first released. Oh. And and eventually they came out with the the first raids. And the raids for for Warlords were good. They had, they had only three raid tiers though over two years, which is not much. So people were mad about that. So yeah. everybody was mad about Warlords of Drainer. Uh, most people considering it the worst expansion. More uh, so than Cataclysm. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Because it's just bereft of all the content that people expected. But Legion came out. Raids haven't been released yet. First raid comes out this week, or this coming week. Uh, But there is a ton of content to do. And they've done a couple things to try to make the end game and the leveling experience better that they've kind of stolen from other games, which is what Blizzard is good at. Yeah, true. Um, so the other MMO that I've played a lot was uh, Guild Wars 2, which is fantastic. Ooh. And uh, one of the th- a couple things that it does there that are good is it scales the zones based mm-hmm. on your level. Yeah. So you can level in any zone at any level, and the enemies will kind of scale up with you. You still have a power creep with your character because mm-hmm. you get better gear. Um, so even if you're... Like, even though the enemies are scaling with your level, so you would think that it kind of takes as long, just as long to kill them. Or A vanilla level 90 will be weaker than a 90 who's gone through raids. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you still have that power creep there. Doesn't that kill some of the, like, milestone some if you can go feel, everywhere? Some people think so. I think it does a better job of keeping the older zones fresh. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you level past a zone and then you have no reason to go back to it. And one of the things that they've done in Legion with with taking this Guild War system and with a lot of the questing that they've done is that they've made the older zones uh, feel relevant still. So every zone scales up. So you can do the, there are four leveling zones. You can do them in any order. Uh, you don't have to go through the quest storylines if you don't want to. And you can kind of do whatever you want. Not to cut you off there, but when you say leveling in this game, like from my experience with previous expansions of World of Warcraft, the leveling was mostly from the last cap to yes. the next cap. Are you yeah. talking like from zero to the current cap, or are you, or like, this is talking from 100 to 110. Okay. So that's the leveling experience. Gotcha. Uh, but even the older zones in the game, like all the vanilla zones and some of the cataclysm zones, get some love in this expansion mm-hmm. because one of the things that they've added is class order halls. So there are like 12 classes in the game, um, and each class gets their own kind of order hall that they can go to. And that's where they can, you can get missions there, you can get upgrades and you kind of have a storyline that goes with your specific class Mm. which is cool because it builds kind of an identity for your class so my main is a shaman 
So I do Ugh. shaman things. Totem, asshole. Oh, I'm... So they kind of <laughs> took away totems from enhancement. So enhancement is what? all about just powering up your weapons with elemental stuff and beating what? on people, which is what oh. I want from it anyway. They've also updated the animations, so it looks awesome. Mm. It's a really cool-looking specialization cool. now. Um, but a lot of the Order Hall missions that you get sent on go to the older zones. So they've updated... Or not really updated the zones, but they've added special content in those older zones with levels, enemies that are at your level, so you don't just beat on stuff that's level 10. Or Did they change 15. the overworld a lot? Like, is that what you're talking, like, kind of like Cataclysm, where, like, they went back to, like, some of the starting areas they and made really it, like... changed it. What they... I mean, a lot of the stuff is instanced, so if you go to an old zone on a specific quest, there will be stuff there that only relates to your quest that you're on. So other people walking through won't see that. Exactly. Okay. Unless they're on the same quest. In which case, oh. you can see other people, you can group up with them, and mm-hmm. you can do that whole thing. So, What's the hook for this game now? The hook for this game? Well, if you don't like World of Warcraft, you will not like this game. I, I, I <laughs> took... That's why that wasn't my question. <laughs> what What is making you play this game? It is... So, I like... The Warcraft universe. I know you don't like Blizzard storytelling, but it's not about me, man. It's about you. As cliche as it is, I enjoy it. I like their their mix of other games like Warhammer as well as Norse mythology and Lovecraftian mythos and kind of the weird um, mash that they put together to create this universe. And they've done a good job of expanding it. And there's some stuff in this particular expansion uh, that they've kind of called back to to even Vanilla WoW or Warcraft three. Uh, without it being like Warlords where they go back in time just to bring back a bunch of characters that were uh, dead. They don't do that. Do they resurrect anybody in this game? Not in, well, not anybody that wasn't already alive. So this game, um, no. This no. is... Not for this one. The main plot hook of Legion is Illidan, right? Sort of. Which was kind of like the oh, original, I guess if you the original think that he was band. dead, but the whole thing they've kind of come up with is that demons can only be permanently killed if they're killed in the Twisting Nether. And since you killed Illidan in... In um, your realm, in your realm, you have to go to his, his spirit goes to the twisting nether and then bring him back. So is this very... so you're gonna go to that realm and kill him? Eventually, maybe. Okay. Is this very Burning Crusade like, where it's kind of like it's this new area that you have to like go through? To well, the get new to a area. World? So the new area is the Broken Isle, uh, Broken Isles, which is in Azeroth. So it's in the main, the main world there. The idea is that uh, Gul'dan, who's the the big bad, he was the big bad for World as a Drainer, comes mm-hmm. back into this world. Um, he opens a portal to the Burning Legion, so they start invading Azeroth. So that's the hook, is that uh, the world is actually being invaded by the Burning Legion. Which again. happened in Burning Crusade, right? Or it was no, the in Burning Crusade, it was, uh, he went to um, Outland and kind of fought the Burning Legion there. There, yeah. It's so, more like Warcraft 3, Burning Legion invades and you kind of stop it. And gotcha. 10,000 years in the past, where the ancient Burning Legion invades and you stop it. So it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Blizzard's not the most... So, creative with their storytelling. But. I know about the setup for this. <laughs> yeah. And I know about that yeah. because Mike was listening to an audio play ah. of the setup for this expansion. Oh, yeah, with Gul'dan and... Uh, and all I have to say is, uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a real... Uh, yeah. He just said the title. That's, um, yeah. yeah they, they certainly produced that and wrote it and... They, <laughs> they got an old guy to act it out. It certainly exists, doesn't it? And, you know, I heard there's a shakeup going on at the writing staff over at Blizzard. Yes, and, Chris uh, Benson retired last week. He was the He's the voice of Thrall, Green Jesus, as well as one of the creative directors. If not the, is Thrall still alive? 
Thrall is still alive. Is Uther still alive? Uther is not alive. He died in Warcraft 3. They didn't bring him back? <laughs> no. They never good. brought Uther back? I know, it's crazy. Blizzard likes resurrecting people that have yeah. been dead. One in the time. chamber, Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, I so, going back to just how it relates to all the older games. So, in Vanilla WoW, there are these four portals to the Emerald Dream, which is one of the ethereal realms, guarded by dragons. And you can kill the dragons and get loot. Um... But the portals there didn't actually do anything. They were just kind of like an Easter egg. This game, they actually do something. Oh. They finally brought that back because a lot oh. of the theme for this game is the Emerald Nightmare. You finally get to go in there and, and beat stuff up. Um, so the uh, each class has kind of its own order hall and its own system. So druids can actually access the Emerald Dream and they can exit the Emerald Dream at those four portals. So after 12 years, <coughs> they finally have a use in game. <coughs> wow. For, Call just, for just one class. Callouts. Yeah. And those four dragons that were guarding them, in lore, they were still alive, even though you could kill them for gameplay. Um, they are now bosses in the upcoming raid, the Emerald uh, Nightmare. Is it going to be an all-druid raid? You, you could be. You can play it. lots of different roles. You could do all-druids if you wanted to. How as, else are they supposed to get through the portal? As yeah, a, exactly. As a former rogue man, that terrifies the hell out of me. Yeah. I'm not a fan of those thorny bastards. Well, apparently, so they changed rogue around a little bit, so combat is now called outlaw, and apparently it's super fun. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Did the the new class Dem Demon Hunter? Demon Hunter. Right? Yeah. Are they worth like? Is that enough by itself to pull you back in? I haven't played a Demon Hunter yet. I've heard that they are super fun. They have double jump, which no other class does. They seems, can glide. They seems OP. super mobile. Yeah. Um. They have some cool looking abilities. And the yeah. idea of mobility mattering in WoW is foreign to me because when I played it originally. Uh, lag was enough of a feature of the landscape <laughs> that there was no way they could reliably expect you well, to you, actually interact with territory. You played yeah. in like vanilla. I am talking. <laughs> I am talking back when yeah. the level cap was it was sixty. Yeah, it was low. Bubble and paladins were no, their their servers are a lot more stable. There's not really much lag. So is, mobility, is there actual platforming? There sometimes is. I mean, it's not to the extent Guild Wars Two had a lot of platforming, like a lot of hidden puzzles and stuff that was platforming. Uh, WoW doesn't have as much. There's a lot of hidden areas that you can access, though, and it definitely makes it easier if you have the mobility of a, a demon hunter. Does it affect PvP greatly? Like, did they warp the PvP balance with this new class? Well, PvP is always difficult to balance. Uh, I don't really like WoW PvP. I'm more oh. of a PvE person, but, um, I mean... You're in it for the story. I'm in it for the story and for PvE, because I like an enhancement, which they, they updated in this this expansion. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty interactive as uh, just its rotation for damage. So, you back to, to the top of the DPS charts? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which is very I don't think be. that happened. It hasn't happened since like Wrath of the Lich King, right? That's yeah. when they were good prior. They were so. good. Well, in this Pandaria, they were ridiculous on yeah. some fights. Whoa. Yeah. Alberto, have you played an MMO? Um, Destiny is the closest I've gotten. Okay. I don't, I, yeah. Do you count that as a. Sure, why not? I, if it's his example, I mean, no, but yeah. it's... Uh, You're out of this conversation. The other thing that they've <laughs> kind of taken from Guild Wars is Guild Wars had... Um, I can't remember what they called it now. It's been a while since I played, but I guess dynamic events where, where stuff would start happening on a map and it would start mm. a quest line. Instances? 
It wasn't instance. No, it, it's part of the world. I like that instance became the official word for those things. Yeah, because it's so clearly an inside dev term for those things. There's a lot of instance <laughs> content. I, I, in, it's not that extensive though. In this, you're, you're talking like you'll come across something that you can interact with. Yeah. Whereas most games would just have the various environment that you can't really do much with. Yeah, like Blizzard started adding instance content to the game halfway through Wrath of the Witch King. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the Ice Crown area was instanced. And then they just went way overboard with it in Cataclysm, where everything was instanced, which was problematic because if you tried to group up with someone and they were not ass. in the same part of the quest line that you were, you wouldn't yeah. be able to see each other and you wouldn't be able to interact. <laughs> so, yeah, they... they that was one of the many problems with that expansion. Instancing so they've cut down on that a lot. <laughs> instancing in World of Warcraft more means now, it, it, or it's it's more like you go to another zone, like through a load screen, mm -hmm. and then Probably pop out. In this... Not necessarily load screens. A lot of times there's a, a part of a zone that's instanced, like if you're on a quest and nobody else is, there might be a mob there that you can see that other people can't see. Gotcha. You can... But they can't see you or interact with you. Well, they would be either. able to see you. Still. Oh. They fixed that, so it's not like Cataclysm where you just it's just a bunch of invisible yeah. people walking around the same zone <laughs> yeah. doing different things yeah. and not interacting with each other. Unlike is No that... Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah. Is that a feature that was added with this, with Legion? The the one that we were talking about earlier with, with like you just be walking out in like the, you know, the Barrens or whatever and then see something go down and interact with it? Or? Well, they've, added, remember that they've added the diamond, diamond quests. They call it world quests in this game. Once you reach level cap, um, the map will pop up with a bunch of world quests uh, in any of the zones. So you can go to any area. It'll, mm -hmm. It encourages you to fly around and right. go to different areas and work with people to do all these different yeah, just world quests. Other random people could be there to kind of team up with you, right? Exactly. And uh, they're pretty varied. Like, there's some that are just kill X amount of this stuff, some that are gather quests, some are puzzles. Some are, uh, they've got a bunch of different things. I wonder, I mean, I doubt it was pulled from Division, but Division, that's how they structured their entire quest alignment was like that. It was like, everything was, was like that, where it would just be random things going on in the world. Yeah. And people would, you could interact with it by yourself, other people could join up or something like that, but... Well, that's what Guild Wars 2 did. Oh, well then, and they all took it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's a lot of stuff stolen from that, I think. Yeah. That's a shame, because that game was great. So. Guild Wars 2? Yeah. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Still around, but I haven't played it recently. Hmm. Why not? Um, I don't know, actually. It was fun. Did, and did I actually your, enjoyed the PvP for Guild Wars 2. Did your friends stop playing well, that, that is Guild Wars 2? Because I feel yeah. like that's the big killing point for most yeah. people in MMOs. That is a big thing. And and with World of Warcraft, another reason that it, it helps to come back is that the guild I was in before is still around and everybody oh. came back for the expansion. So I see all these people that I haven't talked to in a while. They're just kind of chilling there and I can go run dungeons with them. That's mm -hmm. a rare thing, man. Mine yeah. succumbed to infighting and... Yep. and yeah, it doesn't always Treachery work, and but, yeah. incest. Yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah, lots of incest. That's so much. What's your posse? How many people do you run with? <laughs> well, so for our guild, we probably, uh, in the evenings when it's busy, there's probably yeah, 25 to 30 people on. Uh, not all of them are, like, at max level. And So when we do dungeons, dungeons are five players, so we need mm -hmm. five players for a dungeon. Um, and what I like as well is they've got three dungeon tiers. They've got normal dungeons, which are... Easy. They've got heroic dungeons, which are like the old normal, and then they've got mythic, which is like the old heroic. Because Blizzard likes changing up names. Yeah, they like easy. changing names and adding tiers to stuff. And one one thing I like is that to do mythic dungeons, which are the best ones, and, and what I've been doing is you have to actually go to the dungeon in the physical world to actually get inside. Uh, one of the things I hated in Wrath was travel. that they added uh, looking for dungeon, where you could just group up with random people 
and it would just mm-hmm. teleport you straight into the dungeon, yeah. and you would run it. So you could just sit in the hub city, uh-huh. Dalaran, and just queue up for dungeons and never have to go out and explore the world. Whereas for Mythic Dungeons now, you have to actually go to the dungeon physically with at least two people because they mm-hmm. still have summoning stones so you can summon the rest of your party. What a pain um, in the ass. Yeah. Do they still have the matchmaking? Like if you didn't have a clan, could you, you, can still you do could looking, go there? And you then can do look. looking for dungeon for normal or heroic. You can't do nice. it for Mythic. You can do okay. looking for group for Mythic where you can invite people, yeah, random people into your group, but they still have to physically go to the dungeon mm-hmm. or you have to summon them there. I like that a lot more because yeah. that world is so vast. Yep. Like, There's it's so fun to check out and find new places, so. Yep. It's pretty cool. So they've they've kind of varied up the quest lines a lot. There's a lot more unique stuff to do. Uh, it's still work, World of Warcraft gameplay, so it's still, for combat, it's still tab targeting, mm-hmm. um, which some people don't like, but I think it works pretty well. Yeah. Has there never been a better time to get into WoW? Um... <laughs> Well, I'm enjoying Legion a lot so far. The, there hasn't even been a raid release yet, so I haven't gotten to do that, and that's what a lot of people like most about World of Warcraft. And that's one thing you can say for the previous expansion, Warlords of Drainer, is that the raids were very good. There was just not much to do outside of the raids. This game, there's a ton of stuff to do, even before the raids are released. So if the raids are good, uh, there's probably not been a better time to get back in the wild, if you enjoy it. Yeah. What's your slash played? <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> I couldn't guess. On do they differentiate it based off the based on expansions char- on character oh. yeah, for expansions? Um, so it's not- across all my characters, I would guess that I'm pushing 200 days. Wow, it's not the worst number I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. How many how many mains do you have? At this I point? have one that's at max level. I'm okay. also leveling a monk that's at one and 108. Monk is also super fun. Uh, actually, all three specializations for Monk, Brewmaster, Windmaker, Wind, Windwalker, I always say Windwaker, Windwalker, and uh, Mistweaver are all super fun, so I can't decide which one I'm going to... Did Monk separate. add anything to the ar- archetypal, or the typical fleshing out of tank, DPS? I mean, it's got DPS a tank spec, healer. a melee DPS spec, and a healing spec, so okay. it just kind of added more. And they play pretty uniquely. Like, Monk is combo-based, it's, right. but it's different it's than old Rogue. rogue. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, Brewmaster is pretty fun. It's it's because uh, they have a unique mechanic for tanks where they can stagger damage. So if you take like a, a big hit instead of taking all the damage at once, like another tank would do, um, it gets staggered. So you take oh. half the damage initially, and then the rest is spread out over the next ten seconds. Cool. And a couple of their abilities kind of work with that to either extend that duration or reduce the damage that is staggered. So it feels unique. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. And they've done a really good job, this expansion, I think, at making all the classes feel unique. With the order halls especially, mm-hmm. so that each class has its own identity, each, it's got its home that it can go to, and its own storyline. Uh, and just gameplay-wise, you know, all the classes that I've played so far have felt pretty good, unique from each other. What level does herbalism go up to? Uh, professions go up to 800 now. Whoa. That's pretty high. Jesus yeah. Christ. What do but, you get? At, what does that buy me? But at, all the dankest so, of products before Warlords of Drainer, so up through Mist of Pandaria, uh, to really use a profession, you would have to level it all the way from one to six hundred if you were starting fresh. Warlords of Drainer changed it so that you could start using the Drainer recipes no matter what your level is at. So it didn't, you didn't have to level a profession from one to six hundred. You could just start doing it from good from one, which is good. That shit took forever. It was profession just, leveling just, is awful. Just, um, and they've kind of kept with that in, in Legion, is if you have a profession that you want to switch to, you can switch to that, 
and most recipes that you can create are not gated behind the level cap. So you, cool. uh, there are some recipes, like I think for for some of the mounts that you can make that for you the do higher have to level be, stuff. Yeah, for yeah. some of the unique stuff that you do have to be max rank. But for most of the like functional stuff, like jewels and, and armor and everything, you can level up with the Legion recipes. Is there any other perk to being a level eight hundred botanist? Um, well, I don't have a, an herbalist or botanist, so I can't speak. I think there's a mount that they can make if they're 800. And, and then, and just like out of leaves? Can you sell those? You can sell them or there, sell them for yourself. So that's, is there a requirement to have that leveling to ride that mount, or is it just anybody selling? Um, I don't think it's gated behind being an herbalist. I think they can just sell it to anybody. So you can, much like it was in the past, you could build your own economy. You wouldn't even really, if you were good enough at that stuff, yeah. you wouldn't even really need to do a lot of the raids if you just wanted to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have friends who, who just in Wrath and in previous expansions just made tons of money just by working the auction house and everything. You can... Which was leech. You can be a day trader if you want to. Well, which... then do I have the game for them? <laughs> yeah. Is it, it's a little game called, uh, yeah, yeah. Call Iceland trading. Zone. <laughs> yeah. Do so, you... Th- oh, go ahead. No, 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 finish your thought. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so professions are better. In Legion, they had... Uh, so in Legion, or in Warlords of Drainer, they had the garrison, which was your own order hall, basically. Mm. One of the problems with that is since you could do everything there, um, it kind of cut you off from the world once you reached the level on cap once you reach max level. You can just sit in your garrison all day. Every once in a while you get a quest that would send you out in the world. You'd go there, kill some stuff, and then port back and do everything in your garrison. It's like Wrath. Um, we're at, uh, Later Wrath, yeah. once they added looking for dungeon. Yeah. yeah. When everybody sat in Dalaran. Um, so they've done a lot this expansion to encourage people to actually go out in the world and explore and do stuff there, which is fun. And I like it. Dope. Would you, for somebody like Alberto, who's never played an MMO, would it be too overwhelming to get into from, like, level one at this point? Has there ever been a better time to play WoW? To start playing WoW? I don't think so. No, there's a ton of content. Uh, so even if you're starting out, it might... I don't think it's overwhelming because they do a good job if you're starting from level one at gradually introducing mm-hmm. you to, to the different mechanics and different things that you can do in the game. Uh, so I don't think it would be that overwhelming if you did start from level one do with you, a character. Do they blend all the previous, like expansions into the same timeline or are you still going from like vanilla to burning crusade to wrath to well vanilla is cataclysm now because oh right. they, they rewrote it so yeah. the timeline's a little weird if you were leveling from level <coughs> one because you go through uh cataclysm era post and then you go back in time to yeah. burning crusade era and then you go to wrath which is forward and then you go forward back to cataclysm mm-hmm. um so yeah it gets a little wonky with that um, what some people do, the leveling's pretty fast, though, so if uh, you can enjoy the leveling experience if you want to, I think that leveling in, in World of Warcraft, I enjoy the quest. It's relaxing to me. But. They have the fast level option now, right? You can you just can... buy a character to level 90, right? When you buy the like game, that? you get a boost to 100 now. Oh, so okay. if you want to use a character and just level it to 100 and only experience the Legion content, you can do that as well. Does that gimp you from all the other stuff that you would have gotten in earlier level? Like, not gear-wise, but like, it doesn't, like questing gimp- and... No, it doesn't gimp you at all. There's nothing you... I mean, you lose out on all that old content. content you can okay. always go back and do it if you wanted to. Mm. Um, and so also... <laughs> I mean, they, you would if you start a character at level 100, you get all those abilities at once. So yeah. it, it could be a little bit more daunting since mm-hmm. you have to kind of figure out what you're actually doing with that class. Right. Whereas if you start from level 1, you get, you get an to ability every it. couple levels. You yeah. kind of get to figure out where it goes. So. What makes... like? Because I don't actually know because I've never played any real MMOs. But like, what... 
is the big like attracting force behind MMOs. What makes them like more worth playing than other games? A lot of people like the rating, and I do too. I I like the challenge of it because you have twenty five. They've kind of added some flex, so you can mix it up a little bit. But basically, you have ten to twenty five people working together to defeat a boss that is very difficult, which often in itself is also very difficult. Yeah. Gathering and controlling getting 25 people. Yeah. yeah how does the communication work actually work and stuff like that? It's well, so my guild uses TeamSpeak right now. You can also use... There's in-game chat. <laughs> is there an in-game now? There is now. Oh, yeah. wow. So you could use that if you want no more to. Ventrilo. I don't know anybody that uses that. You could use Ventrilo. You can use TeamSpeak. Mumble. Uh, yeah, Skype Mumble. if you wanted to do yeah, that. No, well, if you're a masochist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you work. Discord. Yeah. No, it. like, it's herding a bunch of kittens into yeah. an area and trying to keep them from killing themselves. It's the challenge, yeah, and I like it. And especially for the Mythic Dungeons now, uh, I, at least in Wrath. See, I, I mostly started playing in Wrath, and the Dungeons in Wrath were really easy. You just kind of run through and AOE stuff down. They're a little bit more challenging now uh, in the Mythic difficulty. You have to work together to mm-hmm. kind of go through, especially there's some trash packs that are incredibly difficult. Is there a lot of, like, environmental challenges that were put into, like, more, like, platforming kind of... There's now that a, we have the super mobile demon hunters and yeah, monks. there's not a ton of platforming because right? I think if they added <coughs> a lot of platforming, it would make some classes just better than others. It's hard to balance that, so platforming isn't really a key part of the game. Because Destiny so. focused on that far too much. Yeah, that was such a bore. But what makes like because like I know um, from just like the RPGs that I've played before, like just like Skyrim is basically my biggest example of this. That like I've I've played through it a bunch of times but every once in a while like i think oh what if i want to go back to like this character who's like a lot lower level than one of my other characters and i think why the hell would i do that i could just play this other character that has like tons more abilities and i know is more fun to play like right now doom (laughs) if if i am such like a low attention span person (laughs) as to just find doom the greatest thing since sliced bread i don't know how i like how somebody like me could fit into that leveling system in wow unless there's like is there, like, cool stuff? Is there a cool feeling to leveling up? Or does it just, for the first, like, ten levels, does it just feel like I'm not getting better and there's no advancement here? I mean, it depends. I think the first couple of levels are pretty slow, for sure. Mm-hmm. Once you get to level... But they go by fast. I mean, you can get to level ten in, like, an hour. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And once you get to level ten is when you unlock your specializations. So then it becomes... You get more abilities after that and it starts to become faster-paced because you can actually combo stuff together and, and do different things. Um, there's all the classes it right? definitely it, and depending on the class you pick like, it can be slow because that was the allure for me I, I don't know if you do this often Mitchell but do you make find yourself making characters all the time like yeah. just like like you're like well I don't want to I don't want to do anything today I'm just going to make a new you know I've got a lot of partial level characters yeah. that I haven't finished and I've still got my my boost to 100 I haven't used yet I have no oh, idea what, what wow. class I want to use it on yet um, so I've got my monk that's almost max rank I've got my shaman that's max rank and I enjoy both of those um, so I may use a boost on something that's that what, I haven't played before. That's what kept me playing World of Warcraft even after I had gone through all the endgame content was like seeing my my compatriots and like my guild or, or just other people that I was PvPing against doing cool things that I couldn't do as a rogue. Yeah. Like made me want to try those things, mm-hmm. which all of a sudden became another, you know, 80 plus hour time sink yeah. until I got bored with that character and went to another one. So and if you do have a max rank character, you can buy heirloom, heirloom items that give uh, your characters an experience boost. So if you want to just rush through the leveling process... Oh, they still have those. You can do that. Nice. Yep. Those are cool. And they're easier to get now than they were in Wrath. So you and can, they, they grow with you along the way? Yeah. 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 So yeah, you get special items that will level with you so you don't have to keep replacing your gear. Mm-hmm. And they also give you an experience boost. So if you just wanted to rush through yeah. to get to la- max rank, you can do that as well. It's pretty cool. Like, when you were playing Borderlands, you probably liked to 
I mean, I know you were big on Krieg, but I'm sure you tried out different things. Alberto, right? (laughs) Uh, Borderlands 2, I actually did not ever play another character. Okay, another Borderlands game. Uh, (laughs) Pre-sequel? Did you try anybody Never else? Never played pre-sequel. Right. And know. in Borderlands 1, I only played Roland. How the hell do you play RPGs, man? <laughs> I don't know. The right I, way. I guess, like, no. it's just... I, you pick the right thing. Not everybody thing. likes to re-roll. The, like, the main uh, thing is that the characters I picked just felt like the coolest ones. And, I, and like, the... I actually started playing as Brick, like, when I went through Borderlands 1 again, because I was like, Brick is actually the reason why I thought this game looked awesome. Brick is Doom guy. <laughs> but then I just... But then I was started at level 1 in Firestone, and I was like... My Roland has a has a rifle that recharges ammo. Why am I doing this? And then I just went back to like Doctor Zed's island and just shot more zombies. And that was what I did until I got Borderlands too. So I mean, that's why maybe I'm maybe in... the MMO is not for you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite possible. I mean, I that's one reason I, I I do like the class that I've picked in in Mist Vandari. Actually, the very end of that is Enhancement Shaman because you just power up your weapons with fire and frost and lightning and just beat on people. And I also have an ability, a passive ability that when a certain thing procs. It picks up shards of either molten earth or electrically charged earth from the ground and shoots them at people. Had it's they, just very visceral. It feels good to play. Had they that change really not job. happened, would you have felt like you had wasted your time with that class? I mean, it didn't play like that. It plays very differently than it did in Warlords Drainer, and I liked it there too, even okay. though it's a different style. But I it think I like a it part more of now. You. Yeah, exactly. it was hard to, to distance yourself from that. And a lot of people identity. feel that way in, in WoW, and I'm sure other MMOs as well. So even if your character changes, it's still your character. It's hard to break away from that. You probably, your guild probably identifies you as like Mitch the Shaman, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's so. If you click on my name in the guild tab, it says Mitch. The, thing, <laughs> the Shaman? So. It doesn't say no, the Shaman, okay. but it says Shaman above that. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> the big, that's the biggest thing that I've run into is that I do like. Like, like the games that I've played, like Borderlands 1 and 2 and, like, Skyrim, where I have leveled my characters up super high, like, I enjoyed playing those characters, but there's been, like, been like, a, like, a, like, a variety of reasons for it. Like, for Borderlands, I just enjoyed playing the game because, like, the characters were fun to play and, like, a lot of the shooting, especially Borderlands 2, you know, Creek was visceral as hell, and that was just super fun to play. And then Skyrim, just actually, like, that game had a story that I was super duper interested in, and, like, the mechanics of it felt really fun. Like, not just in, like, you know, your shouting and everything like that, but in, like, the fighting and the, you know, I started out with just, like, a, like, a mace guy, because that's what I saw. This is the biggest amount of damage. We're going to use maces and shields. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And just, like, getting, getting enough combos and stuff, or, like, figuring out how to, like, block and then attack felt fun. But I look at, like, World of Warcraft that just seems so enormous. <laughs> There's just so much to do. There is. And it just seems like, and I... I can't reason in my head how you can take a game that enormous with, like, you know, 12 years of different, like, you know, stories or at least ideas for stories, depending on how you feel about stories, I guess. But it's like, look at that and then think, I don't know how I could possibly fit into all this. It just seems like it's too much to start unless I started it 12 years ago. And the fact that I'm not in it now seems like I don't know how I could get into it. Did you? Yeah. To, to touch on what he's talking about there, did you ever leave the game for a long enough time that when you came back it felt new? Oh, I've left the game several times. Okay. This is my third stint playing the game. Gotcha. Was there a point, like what he's saying, where you just came back and you're like, whoa. Like like the rest of your guildmates were way so far ahead that you were just like, I don't think I can catch up. I don't think so. So the, the first time I played was in Wrath of the Lich King. Um, I played a druid and leveled that up, and that was fun. Ah, druid. Peril so much. was so much fun God, in Wrath. Yeah. Um, and I stopped playing when TOC came out. So yeah. I didn't. I was... A couple people in my guild had quit that I liked, and, and I wasn't having as much fun with it anymore. Um, so then, before Warriors of Drainer was coming out, one of my friends invited me uh, to start playing again. So I started playing in Missa Bendaria. 
uh, towards the very end of it, and I decided to level a new character on that server. So I started fresh with a character that I or a class that I barely played before, um, and that gave me time to like figure everything about it as I leveled from one cool. to ninety, and played that through Warlords of the Drainer, and that's what I'm sticking with for now for Legion because it's super fun. Because that that was the biggest culture shock for me when I played World of Warcraft. I started in late vanilla, early Burning Crusade, and then when they started changing like your tree progression and stuff like that, after learning it mm-hmm. and getting it finely tuned after all that time, and they just like, gone, here's the new way it works. Well, the talents are still the talent system that they started doing in Cataclysm, where you have the three columns and you pick talents based on your mm-hmm. level. Um, but they have added what's called, uh, if you play Legion, you get artifact weapons. So you get a special weapon for your specialization. So not oh. just for your class, but for your mm-hmm. Specific specialization. Like so a- as an enhancement shaman, I have the Doomhammer. Just thralls for my weapon. He loses it in cool. the gym. Um, so I get Doomhammer. And the artifact weapons have uh, traits that you can unlock that are like the old talent trees. So okay. you put points in. Um, so that was how they kind of brought it back. Yeah. So it, Do they get outshined? I know the raid hasn't come out yet, but like that's always the most common thing. Whenever I, I built a set that I love... Mm-hmm. And then I get to the next expansion, and green gear is suddenly better than all of my cool stuff that I spent all that time earning. Yeah. And it was like, why did I even play all that stuff? Like, <laughs> I kept my, uh, I kept my warlord's gear, and I, I mean, it had been like a year. I didn't have a character that was maxed out on levels or anything from for warlords and Draenor. and I kept that gear for like five levels into, into Legion. So it's still so stuck around changed. for a while. Yeah, I mean, it goes, it gets obsolete eventually. Does the Doomhammer ever become obsolete then, or is it like an artifact? Like, well, I mean, that would depend that level on with you. Yeah, it levels with you okay, because cool. you, that's with the talent trees. You get yeah. artifact power that you can level up your artifact weapon, gotcha. and that lets you unlock more traits. So it stays relevant as a piece of your character. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a big deal for me. I don't like giving up things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's Legion. Three out of five. <laughs> wow, that's actually. A better what? rating than I would have anticipated. There's never given. been a better time to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we've it said is, it countless times at this I point. I would definitely agree with that sentiment, even if David so what do we is do? going based on what I said. Nick. Yeah. Oh, my Out rating for the game? I'm a sucker for loot games. Based on the way you've described it and the ease to get back into it, I give it a 4 out of 5. There's always that grind that drags it down a little bit. So Alberto? Yeah. I think I give it a 3.5. Like a cautious it, it 3.5. Does, it doesn't sound as difference. good instinctively as like Division did, but like, but it sounds better than I thought it would. <laughs> like, top for me. I just expected it to sound like, now nah, this is just a game I can't even see, kind of. But I mean... All right, Alberto. That's interesting. You, me. Guild. I'll do herbalism. Ooh. You can do... Um, <laughs> you do mining. Cooking? Is there cooking? Yeah, you can there do cooking. cooking. Almost certainly cooking. You can cook all day. There is cooking. We're not going to do the that. World. There's a way better cooking game and a way better herbalism game. Describe it. We'll get to them <laughs> in just a minute. <laughs> oh. Mitchell, do you have any parting thoughts on that? Um, I mean, again, David said <laughs> there's never <laughs> <a> <laughs> <to> <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I think it builds well on what World of Warcraft has done in the past. I think it's uh, the engine's been upgraded enough through the years that it still looks good. There's environments that look great. Um, it's stolen enough ideas from other games that work well, <laughs> and they all fit together somehow. Bruce this, Lee said, "You gotta leave yeah. what's not useful and in incorporate this, what is." So, yeah, in the, in this beautiful you know. melting pot of a, a game with all its stolen ideas, it I works great, it and I like it. So solid. Yeah. All right. Well, our theme for this particular convention was 2016, 
And there are a handful of games I haven't actually reviewed, so I'm not entirely sure which one to pick. So I'll let the table in a flagrant display of democracy that has burned me before in Dungeons and Dragons that I will still, <laughs> I will yeah. let rain here. Uh, the games that I have, that I've played recently enough to actually have a considered opinion on are Stardew Valley, 80 Days, and Pcross 3D2. Ooh. So that's the only one out of those three I know. And that's the only one you're oohed at, so that's... that's I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, can you same. can you give us a little bit for each one? All right, so Pcross 3 day 2 and we'll go into the other <laughs> ones if I numbers. spend only 5. So you know how Sudoku is um like it's almost fun. Pcross <laughs> enhances Sudoku in such a way that it's actually enjoyable. So in Pcross, and you're still stabbing yourself in the chest, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's okay. still Japanese, okay. but while what I I think I caught that the um <laughs> where in Sudoku you're filling in numbers in Pcross you're subtracting squares based on numbers on the side and this would be a lot easier to explain with a visual but basically Pcross used to be two dimensional and they made it three D on the DS where you essentially get a cube and you sculpt like marble. This perfect, uh, virtually impressionistic shape made by someone under the minds of Nintendo. And it's basically just a logic puzzle game where you're rotating a three-dimensional object uh, and using process of elimination based on what the sides of the cubes tell you um, about what's in any particular line. Like, there will be a one on one line of cubes, and it means that one of those cubes is actually there. And you mm -hmm. just cross-reference that with other stuff. There's a couple of tricks to the way the game works, and in particular, with 3D2, the 2 is actually poignant, because now there's two colors that you have to deal with. Or Javier. Which, which adds... <laughs> yeah, they're orange and blue. I think you can distinguish between those. Um, well, the, um, he knows orange and blue very well. Hopefully. Uh -huh. yeah. Warriors, uh -huh. ah. Go Gators. But the um, but no, they they've managed to add a level of complexity to this game that didn't seem like it would fit quite as easily as it does. And I know that since I'm talking to a bunch of people who almost certainly, even on the airwaves, have never played this game before, it's weird to try to describe how remarkable it is that this mechanic can just be extended to such an extent that it, there are now blocks that have a one. <laughs> an orange one and a blue two. And that means that there are two contiguous blue blocks and one orange block in there somewhere. And it just still works. And that's profound because the original P cross was great. And this game is somehow even better. Hmm. Um, and whatever algorithm or factory full of Chinese children, they have making this game, <laughs> um, making the puzzles. They came out with a lot of puzzles in this game. Um, so that's all I can really say about Pcross 3D unless you guys have questions about what, it. What medium are you playing this on? Because the Pcross I played was on DS. 3DS. Okay, cool. So they just kept it handheld? They did. And a lot of people were saying they should totally make a Pcross 3D for the 3DS. Except that those people forgot that the touch screen is not 3D, it's, yeah. so it's of no relevance. <laughs> what about on like any of the new 3D, uh, like Vive or, or anything like that? Would what, that be a good medium uh, for it? <sighs> Would that be the way to get you sold on Vive? Yes. No, it wouldn't be the way to get me sold on Vive. <laughs> it's, it's $30 good, not $800 good. Worth a shot. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
But no, it could absolutely, like so many other things, uh, for a trivial task, it could be made mind-blowing. Which is basically all VR appears to have panned yeah. out to so far, is that it turns trivial things into whoa moments. And I like none that of those kitchen are... simulator. Oh and my the... god, that's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> what, job simulator? Job yeah, job simulator. simulator. Yeah. No, it's the, the games, all of the great games in VR are mundane bullshit. But that job, that game recognizes that. No, all the good ones. All the good ones do. All the good ones are basically banal, yeah. and that doesn't bode well for the future. Of that yeah, system. Fine. We started. We started with Pong, my man. We did. That was Pong tennis at its best. Was not great, um, and it took thirty years to get past that. You, so yeah, so give it time. I I don't got thirty years, man. Next game. Next game. <sighs> I guess 80 days is easy to describe. Next game. You're going to disappoint us so much if you end on Stardew Valley. <laughs> Why? Is 80 because days... crack, but boring. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Everything no, that no, I've You're not supposed to know buddy. anything about it. Also, boring... Unfortunately, I know too much about Stardew Valley. <laughs> Alberto, boring crack is called heroin. <laughs> <laughs> is that something I could see on the box cover? For the... <laughs> what? It's just at the bottom. No. Basically, boring no, crack so. is heroin. No, I mean... I can cover, do you want me to talk about 80 Days or Stardew Valley? Just what kind of game is 80 Days? Is 80 Days is a phone-slash-tablet game that it's actually good, um, <laughs> which is something I can't ever say about phone games, just as a blanket statement, because they all suck. Hearthstone? Like Hearthstone. <laughs> is that really like just that, though? What? No, because it's just... You can play it's it on just the PC. Magic. And Hearthstone could very plausibly actually be a physical card game. Yeah, but... The um, it is wild. They probably will. Yeah. No, they already had one. It sucked, so they made an electronic version. Give it time. Yeah. They'll do both. What? No, they did, and they <laughs> scrapped the card Give game. Give it time. They'll do both again. No, they're I not. I promise you. They're not doing. They're making plenty of money off our stuff. Yeah, it's way to. cheaper to not print stuff. Yeah. Blizzard knows this. I don't know if you are aware of their clandestine economy of hats <laughs> that they also <laughs> stole from Valve. <laughs> um. In a little game that will... I've been waiting for those to come to Overwatch this whole time. We still have to do the Overwatch cast. <laughs> we the don't. Overwatch. Everybody Overcast. already knows. We, we Everybody talk. knows about Overwatch. We need it. We need but it. it's called the Overcast. Yeah. But oh I, I want to so show good. off. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get potag. So we'll do that at some point. So yeah. Stardew Valley, speaking of substantially <laughs> superior... Oh, are we still talking about no, 80 no, no, Days? I, well, I'm, I was still interested in that, but... Star, are you saying Stardew? Like, Stardew. Like D-O... Like Mountain Dew Valley with stars. Stardew Valley. Yeah. Go back to 80 days. Okay, so 80 days. <laughs> so in 80 days, it's based on the book Around the World in 80 Days, uh, okay. where you play as uh, Mr. Passepartout, or however the hell you pronounce his French name, and you are escorting Monsieur Fogg around the world, and it has a seated world where there are different forms of transportation going between different cities, and you got to plot this out in such a way that you uh, trade and bank your way around the world in 80 days in a steampunk universe that has become very familiar to me, if only because it's got the whimsy that every game that doesn't emphasize player agency has. This game fits into the same mold as not necessarily Darkest Dungeon, but definitely Sunless <laughs> Sea, where your your character feels like you, it feels like you exist in a world that is going on whether you're there or not. Okay. Um, you don't feel powerful in this game whatsoever. In fact, there are a lot of characters that seem to have tremendously more agency than you do, and you're just on your way through them. Every city 
is full of little quirky uh, pavilions that you can run off to. I, this is all abstracted within the game, but you there's a ton of text. You're just reading through stories, and the way that it fills in the stories for you, you um, much like Firewatch a little while ago, you pick it has a um, it has a narrative of what's happening. And then you click one of a couple of options that aren't really that different from one another. They're just flavor for the most part. Um, but the the innovation that I really like about this is that they give you the first part of a sentence. And you choose between different first parts of a sentence. And then it fills in the rest of it. And that little technique is Mad it's, libs. it's fabulous. Um, it's not quite Mad Libs because you... I think it changes what the next set of words is, that, is going to be. Is that how you drive the game forward? Is by text-based. It's text-based, and then there's a combination. It's a combination of text-based stuff, and then you're also going out onto a ma- oh, a world, and- or it is actually a globe, and you click on a place, okay. and you you shuttle or whirly gig or boat or do. There's a lot of variety in the transportation in this game. I vote for that. I I well now I, I kind of want to know why you why you don't like Sundew Valley. Don't point at him. Why Alberto doesn't like Sundew Valley and why David really <laughs> does. Mountain Dew Valley. Mountain yeah. Why? What <laughs> do you have against Mountain Dew Valley? Okay. Do the Dew man. So Mountain Dew Valley, Eighty Days is a great game. You should play Eighty Days. It's short and it's relatively easy and it's charming and it fits into a great line of games where you're not all that powerful and it's fine. Speaking of which, Stardew Valley. Um. So, Alberto, have you played Stardew Valley? No. What is you the, just experienced it somehow? My friend told me a lot about what she was doing in Stardew Valley. What is oh, okay. the genre of this game to start off? Harvest Moon. That's yeah. it, So it's a top-down... It is an isometric love, farm game. Love interests <laughs> yes. on the side. It is a good Harvest Moon game. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big statement. No, it's not. I like Harvest Not Moon. recently. I enjoyed the original Harvest Moon. Original. Yeah. What about yeah. Animal Crossing? I played the it's shit out of Animal Crossing. It's a substantially better Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Given that Animal Crossing... Uh, Harvest Moon has at least, like, meandered in some sense over time. Animal Crossing, they literally made the first game and then just released it multiple times. They haven't actually changed that <laughs> Call game. Call of Duty Syndrome. It's, uh, no, they changed Call of Duty. It is different from game to game. Is it? Look at Animal look at World Crossing of War and is look at literally Air Horn Infinite Warfare. You mean MP40 dot multiplayer, and uh, I don't even know what goes on in Infinite Warfare anymore. Air horns. Uh, is that, that you weren't joking about that earlier? There's literal <laughs> air horns that like. That's one of the weapons you can get. <laughs> <laughs> the Mountain Dew Cannon. I would sign me up now. It's just a Gauss <laughs> cannon that just shoots like two liter bottles of Mountain Dew. Why is that not on Diva already, dude? For better or worse, in Call of Duty, <laughs> they change the perks around and they add a bunch of nonsense like point systems. In Animal Crossing, they literally don't change anything ever. Hey man, they added more tools. They added like what? Like a slingshot. What does it do? Shoots down gifts in the sky that give you rare items. All right, like what? Uh, like cool stuff, like <laughs> Nintendo products. Stardew Valley <laughs> is a good Harvest Moon game, and the only way that I can explain this uh, affection for this game is that it was made by a guy who wanted to brush up on his programming skills for an office job. Sweet. So he made a game where you play someone who escapes an office job to live on a farm. (laughs) Which is so poetic, it's worth style points in and of itself. But in Stardew Valley, you do... um, You are given a plot of land that is largely undeveloped, and your objective is... uh, 
you know, whatever happens to come to mind. You can like plant some crops. You can talk to the townsfolk, all of which have quirky little sitcom-esque personalities. Um, you can go fishing if you want. There's a cave. You can fight in the cave. It's literally Harvest Moon. It's, uh, it's got a, you know, there's... Um, What's the difference? Relationships. It's good. I, can you Describe to me the goodness difference. So, <laughs> you know how... Um, you know how there's like a fishing mini game? Sure. Do you? You're talking about in Harvest yeah. Moon. Yes. Yeah, then yes yeah. I, do. I thought you were still it's, referring it's to... It's better. <laughs> All right, cool. So tell me about the next thing that's better with no okay. as to how. So, you know how there's relationships in Harvest Moon? <laughs> Let me stop you before you get to the next sentence. <laughs> you say it's better? What? Um, I, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> but I, so, I'm a goddamn mind reader. So... What I'm getting is a uh, five out of five from Nick, right <laughs> off the bat. Yes. But I need. To... Can I just play yours right now? What? Yeah. Awesome. Give it to me. What? I'm do that in the corner while we. Excellent. So, Alberto, what do I need to do to sell you on Stardew Valley? You need to put. You need to put glory kills in it, man. <laughs> what? I don't um, want to spend five hundred hours removing it, weeds and rocks. It does take a long time. No, you only have to remove the weeds once. They stay. They <laughs> stay gone. Back. Think of the earth. As those demons that you were killing, and then your tomato plant is your fist going through it. It's basically the same game. When you There's think about um, it. it's yeah, it's true. I mean, you gotta There's fertilize. And yeah, you gotta. that's like reloading. I have you can You don't it. have to reload in Doom. Okay, it's like we're already losing points here, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. No, you don't have to reload. You get the gold stuff, and you're fine. Even better. No, and there's you got to rebuild the community center. Ah, well, that seems you get, terrible. What? No, man. <laughs> what have they ever done for me? What? It's what they're going to do for you when you pay it forward to the community, well, wait, The Nick. premise was that you left a big city. <laughs> yeah. To rebuild a new city? Uh, no, it's rebuilding a town. It's completely different. There's Jojo Mart, which it's is... Ex- the, sorry, that, exactly that like gest- Darkest Dungeon. That gesture didn't transfer across the, the, the lack of visuals. It didn't. I couldn't have rolled my eyes harder. <laughs> at, the, at what? The community center? Yes, at the community you center. You non-contributing... Yeah. This game, this game is actually man. sounding like Darkest Dungeon. Every other game we described from a, has, from a relative who can't manage the yeah, it's, problems no, anymore. No, Darkest Dungeon's in this game. There's a cave you go into. A cave? It's got 100 levels. It's... um. It's way more beatable than Darkest Dungeon. Um, uh, you know what? I'm a little believe that one, though. Yeah. So I feel like I've done a good job selling this game <laughs> Can you grow, by talking about what it's not. Can you grow <laughs> marijuana or tobacco? Ooh. Um, you can't. Wow. Missed, in, missed opportunities. Missed is opportunities. Is there a Steam Workshop with this game? <laughs> yes, ah. there is. Someone's going to make a weed growing thing. That's they may. Or they'll put hats on all your tomato plants. Tomato hats. You can play as a lady with a duck bill, and that's good. Does that provide you with any benefits? It doesn't. You can't. It's fully cosmetic. Any responsibilities? You can't. Wow. Actually, yeah, you could duck virtually any responsibility. The town holds. <laughs> the the town looks after its own, man. <laughs> Let's rewind a little bit. Thank you, Alberto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you rate that game, David? What? Well, I want to know what you guys think first. If start with Mitchell. Well, you can't grow illicit drugs, so three out of five. <laughs> All right, that's that's, that's fair. a little fair. That's yeah. fair. It does. It takes far too much patience and does not give me enough flashing lights for my childish eighty-year-old goldfish level attention span. Also fair. Three out of five. Excellent, Nick. <laughs> you know I'm gonna be incredulous here. Yeah. And I'm. I actually really, 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 really liked 
Harvest Moon Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, then mathematically. So, <laughs> I'm going to be a diehard fan here and completely disagree that that is a better game. I'm going to give it a two out of five until I play it. <laughs> Well, that seems spiteful. It does seem spiteful, it? doesn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna have to play it. I've done all I can to defend it. Technically, he sold me this on it. Room full of <laughs> room full of killing maniacs and a harvest moonlight. We all describe <laughs> games where the world is ending and people need to take arms with yeah. which to fix it. Except That's for Stardew cool. Valley, because everything's chill and awesome in Stardew Valley. It's where you go. It's the but, warm blanket, but not chill enough. Yeah. What? That's no, true. there's winter. If they had Kush. Yeah. It goes. It goes winter. I, I don't need a warm blanket. I need a fiery blanket that burns me <laughs> until I can beat it. Settle, cold settle down, barbarian. <laughs> I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Doom. So out of those three games, which the three that you just described, oh those ones, yeah. Which one can you expound upon more? That's a great question. Um, let's go with eighty days. So in eighty days. There was Mitchell Pumps. <laughs> yeah. That was my vote. That was the only okay. person. Yeah. All of us who, none of that was very appealing. Oh, yeah. So in eighty days, I um I I got onto a mechanical bird god, and it flew me from Whoa. um hey. a city I've never heard of to Beijing because I did it a favor. Nice. There were mechanical bird gods. I did. I told you there plane? was various forms of transportation. Which, at the time, the only explanations were hot air balloon, car, plane. <laughs> You I didn't to say any of those three. <laughs> you definitely said hot, hot air balloon. I, rewind it later. I haven't said hot air balloon. He did not. He said like it's based on around something. the world in 80 days. Which, which implies hot air balloon. I, I said whirly gig and boat. Like, same thing. What a whirly gig <laughs> and boat? None of that is a <laughs> bird god with which to fly upon. No, I know. That's why I had to say that one separately. Oh, okay. No, 80 no, days. That's the hook right there. You could have yeah. sold everybody you, on Why did you just start Well, with no, because I had to transition to Stardew Valley first. I didn't want to oversell that's, it before no, we came fair. back. You had, you had to really whittle us down with yeah. Stardew yeah. Valley. Exactly. For those who. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I, I appreciate that. For those at home, play Stardew Valley um, if you've got 60 to 80 hours. And if you have one hour, play 80 days. If, if you are a child in school and you have summer vacation. And no friends. Work on a real farm. That, that time is over for you, buddy. That's why I don't play Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I made it through two years of Stardew Valley. It took about that long in real life. <laughs> it's a very chill game. It's a podcast game. You can go. Anyway, 80 days. So in 80 days, um, I beat it on my second try, which um, is not very many tries. So, And a game takes about two to three hours if you're doing it right. So, so is it kind of like uh, FTL then? Um, it's That's like FTL in the sense that it uh, that there's trading. <laughs> okay. That's about it. You, oh, <laughs> same game length, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, in terms of length, they're exactly the same game. And procedures that are randomly generated and path to get to the end. It's, it's not quite randomly generated. Okay. The seeds aren't the seeds aren't like it produces a whole thing. There's literally a description of what each yeah. seed is. It's like a specific narrative that's going to unfold. Like in the first one, uh Monsieur Fogg is escaping because he's a criminal whereas in the second one, he's only maybe a criminal ah. and it just changes throughout uh, the story. I don't know how many stories there are, but I stopped playing it after two games because I won. Here's <laughs> the question. Do you ever get up to a point where you can trust Monsieur Frog? Um, yes, because he's your master. You always have to trust and defer to Monsieur You're Frog. You with the bad guy the whole time? Yeah. What? That's called being a henchman. 
that you again neglected to describe that part, which you're a henchman. Are there nefarious you plots are, set? You are at you are at <coughs> Monsieur Fogg's service. I thought you just wanted to travel around the world in eighty days. Monsieur Fogg does. How's that nefarious? I mean, that that you, fits in with the whole idea of these games don't have it much agency for the actual player. Yeah, what makes that nefarious? Yeah, you're a servant. What? So you're not a henchman. That implies I mean, nefarious intent. Yeah, well, when he's a criminal, you're absolutely a henchman. You're going to have to build this story for me more. I guess somehow you've gotten me interested, but how... Hooked <laughs> <laughs> him right in. Yes. There's, there's a huge plot hole there. If if he just wants to get around the world in 80 days, yeah. what is his nefarious endgame? What his nefarious endgame he... is to be out of town for 80 days until he can come back and the heat has dropped. Ah, uh, okay. Just like in Grand Theft Auto, you just have to leave the area for a little while. But That's essentially cops, identical, yeah. Do the cops yeah. chase you in the air and they're... Cars and then Probably. just like ram into you at high speeds. Yeah. This no. might all make sense. This might all make more sense if I'd ever read the book or watched that Jackie Chan movie, but I didn't. You're playing so. the Jackie Chan character, right? Um, I don't know because I haven't seen the Jackie Chan uh, movie. I think you're playing. I think he's the yeah. sidekick. So I think the, you're playing. He is. Yeah. Passy. Yeah. I mean, I can't like imagine him being the, uh, yeah. the nefarious guy. Yeah, that was exactly. He's too kind and loving. Also, he may not be nefarious in the real in the real book. I just don't know. Yeah, that that threw me. That was a left. Hook. I have no way to describe that. Left yes, that came out of cross. left field. That's what I was looking for. Left cross. Yeah, left cross. Uppercut. There's apparently only like four moves in boxing. I knew it was boring. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that boring. Watch Hajime no Ippo. They make up a bunch. How do you spell that? H-A-J-I-M-E space N-O space I-P-P-O. With like, probably an exclamation mark at the end. So in Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a river, and it runs from the top to the bottom, and depending on where you fish, there's different fish. So, also, it depends on whether it's raining or not. That's Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like better <laughs> Animal Crossing. No, because they took they made it isometric. Yeah. That's not better. Huge improvement. Terrible. You can't have How shit many fish are there? There are at least, I have no idea. <laughs> I should know because I play the game a lot, but I do not. It is more... I'm going to go with more than five. I think there's more than five. Damn it. <laughs> I, I'm i going to have to... I, I'll Let's keep... go with at least eight. You know what? I'll, I'll go out on a limb. All right. There might be double a... digits. I, I think see... there's double digits. How much you're, does you're this game cost? You're making jumps there, man. Yeah, give me, what? Give me, five, give me the breakdown. Eight, How much ten. do I have to invest into this game to get it? Uh, 40 hours. No, 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 no. Uh, money-wise. The time the investment's going to be way larger than the monetary. <laughs> <laughs> Still need to know. I have no idea. Because for $30, I could get Animal Crossing, which is... Terrible. Seems way more expansive. <laughs> a goddamn train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> this is an unbelievable <laughs> argument. <laughs> because your, your best counterpoint is, it's better. <laughs> my, look, I can't relate this to you anymore, Nick. I'm taking what you... Have a reference for and saying it's like that, but fuck that shit. Yeah, I mean I can't sell it any better than if that. What, if, You're right. You can't. If you could imagine what you like as being not good, then this would be good. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, imagine gotcha. live live in a magical world where Animal Crossing <laughs> is a boring, vapid experience about moving your clock forward. That's what we're talking about, man. Cool. It's, like, it's the Animal Crossing I wished existed. Is it The Rise of Nations <laughs> 2, Age of Empires 2? The Rise of Nations 2, Empire... Age of Empires. Age of em- 
Oh, okay. I thought so you were like, talking about a sequel like to Rise same, of Nations. Because no, like, it's, like, it's like the same or similar, but better. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, it just takes all the things in it. I guess makes Empire great. Earth would be, because that goes the whole way. Well, yeah, but Empire Earth's not great. Yeah. It has a cool upgrading system, but other than that. Yeah. So, 80 days. Um, <laughs> uh, it's pretty much great. I don't know how else to describe what goes on in the game. That one actually sounds a lot of fun to me, because, okay. because it reminds me a lot of what FTL sounds like. It, it's nice and breezy. Like mm-hmm. Also, it's not nearly as much of a pain in the ass for the first five sectors as FTL. <laughs> Uh, you'll actually like survive. Um, True. The game. I, I only know I only know how to beat the final boss in FTL. Everything before that's just I don't know. Yeah, let's make it. Up. I still don't. Under, I mean, I'll I'll grant you. I have played 160 hours of FTL, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem that hard to get to the final boss and beat the final boss. Well, I've gotten to I've, the final I've boss like normal, four times and haven't beaten it so. So this is crazy. I don't know yeah. how to do it any other way except using a teleporter in Mantises. That's the hardest way to win that game. How do you <laughs> wow. how do you beat the boss then if you don't just destroy the missiles? I always get wrecked by missiles. You, you compromise the missiles or whatever, mm-hmm. and you go from there. Dude, you yeah. just shoot shit. You make it happen. Yeah. You go boom, boom, There's too boo, many. Boo. There's too many guns. There's too many shields, though, man. Doom get more goddamn guns. guns. Doom get it more up. Guns. More goddamn guns. <laughs> Big fucking guns. I've beat FTL on normal with every ship. <laughs> you know what, David? What he's, <laughs> what he's trying to say is the age-old adage, get good. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need to uh, get good. Yeah, uh, get good. So, in And in order, you should get good at these games. Um, 80 Days, Stardew Valley... And Picross 3D. Because Picross be 3D Stardew Valley. <laughs> what? It sounded like out of all three, you enjoyed Picross the most. Um I okay. I was days. okay, so this is why I needed you guys to rate these games. Because oh. I don't know how to rate I, these three games. Out of the three you described, I would rate Picross the highest. Because I've actually enjoyed that series of games. I would never played the one I you I thought were you enjoyed about. Animal Crossing. Exactly right. <laughs> I do enjoy the game Animal Crossing. Stardew Valley sounds like a stripped-down version of something I enjoy. No, 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 no. See, I, Nick, I, Nick, Nick, I told you that Pcross 3D2 is better Pcross, <laughs> and then I told you Stardew Valley is better Animal Crossing. You described when you described Pcross 3D2, whatever it's called. Yeah, four, five, six. You described additional <laughs> features being added to the game. But when I asked you to describe the differences between Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley, all you did was say that it had less. Yeah, because we're all a bullshit. <laughs> cool. So you see why I'm going with the thing that improved upon itself versus the thing that just took away a lot of stuff and then is still charging me money to pay. Nick, perfection lies not in when there is nothing to add, but when there is nothing to subtract. You just listened to two other people talk about MMOs. I did. Which do the exact opposite of that. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You heard my opinion of them. So I think it's fair, <laughs> safe for me to be on the side of I would rather have an increasingly complex game. I think it was William Shakespeare who said that <laughs> brevity is the soul of wit. No, no, no. I thought that it was, was Gandhi. That was Donald Trump. Let's slow down real quick. He did it with like the hands in the air. I can't do a podcast without someone saying Trump. This is just a waking nightmare. It's our Trump card. It no, it's not. It's everyone's. We were having a perfectly mature conversation about video games. (laughs) Yeah, and you try and put religion in this man. I was trying to explain how your game sucks and my game's awesome. I know. And then you had to bring Trump up. It wasn't working. So. (laughs) 
Okay, Stardew Valley. Just, you, you gotta listen. <laughs> Animal Crossing it's, is like Trump. It's just, Stardew Valley is no, not Trump. It's no, just Ben. Stardew Valley ben is Trump. if good old Billy Shakespeare had made <laughs> Animal you keep, Crossing. You keep taking his name and making yeah. it more yeah. outrageous than before. Yeah. Good Billy old Billy Wiggles boy. Yeah. Bill Shakes. Bill Shakes. Yeah. Billy Wiggles boy. <laughs> that's that's. Different. Have you that's played a game on like a? I guess a. a I don't really know how to describe this. A more PC? Yeah, like something that would be like either console based or PC based that is of like like you know, like like the next gen style game that's within twenty sixteen that you've been like super <laughs> if you say Stardew Valley. <laughs> no, I was until you said twenty sixteen, that sentence didn't have any content in it. Okay, cool. <laughs> you said a console or PC based <laughs> next generation was, game. I was confusing as what's the next generation game? Nothing's next generation. You mean a now, now generation game? Yeah, a now generation game. There are you know no I mean. last game. The gen hat. What? What are you asking? Within 2016, have you played any blockbusters? Like, blockbusters. Those, I played big... Doom, which already got talked about. Okay. I played Stardew Valley, which already got talked. Doesn't about. Doesn't seem like a blockbuster. I played 80 on. Days, which came out in 2014. Now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Are you kidding me right now? The and, uh, one game I, played... I had faith in you for. Yeah, two got... years old. I gotta rescind my vote for that one. Yeah, uh, breaking the rules. That's one, fair. One out of five. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, no, what else did I, well, the problem is I already You're reviewed broke. a bunch of them. I know, play, that's why uh, I had two backup games. <laughs> We're stuck here talking about 2016. I'm not stuck, I gotta talk about Doom. I gotta talk about shit, Stardew Valley. What was the, uh... That's 2016. There's a game that I haven't played yet that came out this year that's supposed to be really good. Stardew Valley. Sounds like a lot of games. Um, you're like a spirit of the forest or something? Is that like Okami, but like the new version? Ori? Yeah. Or he oh. came out last year. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he came out last year. I don't believe you. 2015 was when there was never a better time to play video games. <laughs> what about 1998? Uh, Damn, some callbacks. Uh, no. We can have that argument some other time. Oh, right. But in the meantime, Stardew Valley, uh, Doom, these are fine non-MMO titles. <laughs> <laughs> Pick them up. Pick them up at your local bodega. You can see the goddamn bias here, I'm sure. So <laughs> yeah, you can. We had two MMOs in this room. Yeah. Fucking fair. Yeah, but one was an MMORPG. One was an MMORPGs. Oh yeah, They're totally. Very different. It's not a first-person shooter. Yes, it is an. It is an MMO. TPS. TPS. Thank you. Three yeah. PS. Yeah. Like a three so DS. It's World Warcraft. It's third person. I will say. <laughs> Like, I talked up a lot about my game for the current stuff that I haven't really played, gotten to play a whole lot of, but, like, back when Division came out, it really wasn't super enjoyable unless you had friends. Like, if you stuck with it, good for you, <laughs> but, like, that game had great parts of it that I feel were completely shat on, like every other MMO. I'm sure WoW went through the same thing, but oh, see. Now, now that I've read and learned about all the stuff that I haven't gotten to do yet... It seems super engaging, and I'm playing it again. See, you don't need friends to play any of the games I talked about. I noticed. <laughs> These games are all about um, sitting in a room by yourself, imagining idyllic pastimes like flying around the world. You have that one-player board game. In my case, I just board. played the common area. I reviewed that already, too. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I just don't remember the name of it's it. It's done. It's a beaten horse. Yeah. Now we're talking about unbeaten horses, like a 2014 game. Animal Crossing Plus, <laughs> and I don't even know what the other game was. Yeah, P Cross 3D. I imagine you going to GameStops and just like like t 
taking like, you know, like the little insert area and just like putting a little piece of paper and saying, don't bother with Animal Crossing. Go check out Stardew. What? Just into all the Animal Crossing. No, they already games. know that because no one cares about Nintendo anymore. That's going to do it. That gesture doesn't. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> trash. God, you piece of shit. <laughs> all trash. Where's your Zelda? This motherfucker. Huh? Where's your Zelda? In my heart. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's becoming an open world game. Yeah, we'll that's where Zelda We'll talk about that it's when it comes It's becoming out. vaporware, and that's going to do it for <laughs> this machination log. <laughs> oh, we didn't get a rating. Uh, we oh. need a Stardew Valley rating. No, we already got that one. No, uh, what was the one? Cross. There we go. Nick, your description of Cross sounded very intriguing. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Alberto? 3 out of 5. I'll do 4 out of 5. I like Sudoku. This is like Sudoku, but better. I like stuff that's better than other things that I've enjoyed. <laughs> there we go. That's a man I can count hey, you on. you know what? It's an improvement on somebody in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you looking at? Some I'm people understand mathematics. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving that to the viewers to understand. Unless the there's a buffer overflow. You can't punch your way out of something all problems. That, if you're doing like... One bit boy? If you only got a couple it's, bits... It's and... not that much better than Sudoku. Okay. It's definitely better, okay. but it's not. It's no. It, you're not going to have unsigned integer problems with Pcross 3D2. All right, that's what we want to hear. Good morning, everyone. That's not true. I said you have to have a twin brother. Is that true? I did. Did I? This is the ad hoc podcast for September 12th, whenever this is. Saturday, 17th. 17th. It says on this cool watch I got here. It's not a watch. What is it? Uh, it's a. Uh, Fitbit knockoff by Garmin. Oh. It's Bitfit. I yeah. mean, doesn't it qualify as a watch, but it just tells time? It would, but it's not really a watch so much as a sleep tracker. So we have the same crew we had from earlier, because I'll probably just make this the end of the overly long <laughs> video game podcast, because you're already here. Yeah. And we're tired. That we are. We just got done playing Fiasco. Actually, the one person who would have shook up this conversation left. Yeah. Uh, Patrick was also part of the Fiasco, but... Uh, Bastard. He then left. Stuck with the boring crew. The night shifter. All right. Um, well, I'm holding a card with a swastika, so uh, what happened here? We... Are we going to work backwards or forwards? Yeah, should we... Uh, does it matter? Let's yes. let's work backwards. All right. Let's uh, let's drag well, new people well, in. We made well, a prequel to Wolfenstein: The New Order. Yes, that that is sort of how this ended. I mean, it ended I, I with Hitler me. stealing the secret to defeat Cthulhu from the Jews. Well, we don't know if he was going to use it to defeat Cthulhu. I was pretty. Somebody said pretty obviously. Is that what you said? Defeats Cthulhu. What you said? Defeat. You were the last piece, David. Yes, control. Uh, these opinions do not represent the opinions of the machination log, but yes. <laughs> okay, so Hitler, in a great alternate timeline, wonderful fashion, ended up being the savior of this story and uh, somehow beating Peter, who was the main antagonist of our story. That remained unresolved because it was uninteresting. Right. And we also only had one die left. I don't actually know if, where the microphone on this thing is, so I keep moving the phone around. It's also up here. There's they two microphones. With it. Yeah, there's. But no. I think there's jack. actually three. But oh, this is the new phone. Yeah, it is. We're currently dealing with a jackless. It's I, like they they took off the jack. They jacked it off. They did jack it off. God yeah, damn it! Off. Good job. Thank yeah. you. That's the quality of... <laughs> <laughs> Look, folks, we already gave you a good, decently good podcast. Yeah, what more do you want from if, us, man? If you're wondering why we don't record the actual fiasco session, uh, you just heard exactly why we don't do that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of fucking so nice stuff. Well, let's... 
We could describe each other's character. Uh, what? Sure. That sounds like horoscope nonsense. Well, you you I tell us. Virgo. Here, describe the following six cards in a play. All right. Until your brain explodes. Can do. We have a lot of note cards. Yeah, we, we wrote we wrote a lot today. This we, is actually we didn't do this the first time we played Fiasco. We, we made a lot of extraneous. It. Well, our at least our game didn't require too many extraneous characters. Like Nick and uh, the first time Nick and Mitchell and I actually played. Yeah. We just we kept it very much in the circle that was already there and it ended up working. Yeah, we, we yeah we had a good story that first time. It's yeah. easier when you do it with like modern gangsters in New Jersey. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be a part of it. Every character yeah. had like a, a very specific role in it to be. Yeah, they all had different goals, and there wasn't some like omnipresent threat that everybody had to unite against towards the end of it. So it was a T, though. It was or, that one was definitely more or divide against or divide against. That's true. Yeah. But uh, this one, I think, got on a singular track because of that uh, old god card or. Feature that was attached to one of the fe- the feature I uh, I guess, you, I, guess I, I have on. to blame you, myself you because yeah. I chose the threat was the we had to stop the deep god from rising and to be fair I only expected that to be like I mean, you I hallucinating and yeah, him probably hallucinating didn't have to be a real and then it ended up working oh, out I, that yeah way. I. I I, I thought you're Rick and Morty. This is gonna be just stupid. This is gonna be stupidity, and then it ended up being the actual focal point of the story. Yeah. So Patrick and I, being unoriginal, decided to just make our characters essentially Rick and Morty from the TV show by the same name. And because <laughs> they're funny, Morty. so that'll be funny. Yeah, exactly. So that sort of panned out, um, but <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, he didn't I, end up being Morty at all, though. Yeah. No, he really he just kind of dropped the Morty thing altogether. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I kept the Rick thing going somewhat yeah, strong. Yeah, shit, Morty. Yeah, uh, and uh, basically kept hallucinating about this uh, event where Cthulhu or some squid-like being rises from the water and is threatening our vessel, the H- RMS, the RMS Leviathan. Excuse me. That's everything. And that was my start to the story. But how about major ship? Yes, and then what? What's that? What's the army in? What? I don't know. Probably either Royal, Regal, or... Uh, then what would the end be? Re- what? I don't know, man. Mr. Ship. Mr. Ship. <laughs> yeah. Mr. The real Mr. Ship. ship. Yeah. Well, no, it'd be Miss Ship. Yeah. The real Miss Ship of life. Yeah. It's like official whatever. In Is there a country that starts with R? Master Ship. Russia? There we go. It's a Russian massive ship. Yep. Yes. That's why I was on it. That makes sense. Yeah. Mitchell played Anastasia Ivanov, our third Russian um, woman. Apparently, and I hadn't been a part of either, either of the two. No, it does. It just that. happens naturally, mm-hmm. mostly because I have a um, whatever the hell we've looked this Ushanka. up like eight times. Anushanka. Yeah. And if, as soon as someone puts that on, they immediately become an effeminate Russian for some reason. It's an incredible power. It, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works miracles. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, so, and then David, you were playing Always a... very mild-mannered Russian women. That's the thing I've noticed. At yeah, least the, well, two, two, the two games I noticed where David did it and Mitchell did it, they've been very mild-mannered Russian women. We was a yet, mail-order bride. I can't be that abrasive. We've yet to have a, like, I don't know, Natasha, We, we like, need a Black strong Widow. female character. Yeah. <laughs> we need a strong female protagonist. Next time I'll be Natasha Romanov. There you go. Perfect. That's a completely original character with yeah. motives that none of us have ever figured out, though I can't talk. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll call her... Uh, <laughs> We'll call her um, uh, Noir, Noir Video. Yeah. Noir Video. I don't know why I'm so bad at coming up with characters on the spot in this game. Like, in the first game we ever played, Alberto and I were Mario and Luigi, 
uh, I don't even remember our last name, but it, Mario, it didn't matter. Mario, yeah, it was something yeah. outrageous. But we, it was part of that mob story that Mitchell yeah, was involved in. And was in I was just insanely, and, uh, a ridiculously gay, like, you constantly were. horny gay man. Then my yeah. brother had to bail me out of a lot of situations by laying a different sort of pipe. And, uh, yeah, the brother being me, yeah. uh, who was a, a hapless plumber, muscle man, <laughs> strong man. Who uh, was just trying to get his brother out of a sticky situation? Pun greatly intended. Is Luigi gay? No. Well, he was the nose. Is Daisy a man? That's true. Um, no, but she is a mushroom. No, she's not. Are Have you, you not seen her gender? Checkerfish. You never heard of the, the, the game theories on those? Do you but they're think just I'm theories. respecting a game theory right now? Yes. As then tell me, cards. is Luigi gay? Oh, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking no, about that's Daisy exactly being a mushroom. I'm talking, talking about Daisy. You said Daisy was a mushroom. Yeah, because she's not probably a mushroom. She's not a mushroom. Then what is she? She's a person. That's that's the insight you're bringing to this. <laughs> that's it. Is this <laughs> that's Daisy is a per- theory. You, wrote, you read something online. I like did a, not read anything online. There was an Big annex. <laughs> there was a video that I watched online that had nothing. That explained it, that Daisy was a no, human? It explained that Peach was a human and was controlling the infected mushroom kingdom, which was basically she brought like a cordyceps like fungus to the Goombas. And it turned them into toads with this fungal, like, uh, zombie infestation thing. Is this a Mario fan fiction? No, this is a Mario game theory. Something that's, less interesting. That, that somehow fiction. sounds even worse than yeah. fan fiction. Just YouTube. YouTube that. Is fan fiction all of those inherently words. sexual? Um, uh, no. I always thought it was. Is it, just, is it fan fiction is like, you know, when there's sex and then a headcanon is when that's, it's just stuff you make up? That's the other one I've seen is headcanon. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. Fan fiction I've always assumed Yeah, because I've, I've heard fan fiction slash fiction and, head, and headcanon. I'm not sure what differentiates those well, three. Here's the way to think about fan fiction. Um, 90% of art is pornographic. So fan fiction, 90% pornographic. 60% of all conversational statistics are also made up. 90% porn is a reference to an art director who was asked who he was, I forget what he was like doing curation for submissions. And it turns out that uh, whether amateur or professional, the ratios are even higher for amateurs than professionals. People draw a lot of porn. Like that is, that is mostly what people draw. I mean, because when you're, when you get the age old, uh, when you get the age-old advice to draw what you like, that happens. So, I mean, Led Zeppelin songs are either about rock and roll, Lord of the Rings, or sex. Right, or all three. Yeah, and yeah. mostly the third one, uh, Lord of the Rings. Mostly, mostly the third one. In addition to all of the rest of rock, yeah, and metal. And jazz for the most part. Uh, jazz is actually good because it's a lot of it's about food and instrumental. Sometimes depends. Yeah, it had to be you was about food. I think probably yeah. somebody pining for their pizza. <laughs> uh, There's a song called Beans and Cornbread, and it's like my favorite song. I heard it finally about two years ago. I can't believe how long it took me to find it. Who's it by? I don't care. Okay. It's just. It's every jazz, every jazz song's a jazz standard. It's yeah, all communism, yeah. but it's so good. Like the lyrics are ridiculous. The way that like Rolling Stones lyrics are, 
but they're just talking about beans and cornbread. <laughs> it's amazing. Why do I feel like I've heard... Is that an innuendo, though? This before. It may as well be, the way that they use it. Beans and cornbread. Where the hell is that from? It's from the song. Is yeah, it's from the song <laughs> Beans and Cornbread. It's from the song of the same name. By the spy. There was a show... Creator of the same name. There was a show where one of the characters is told to use that as his comedic catchphrase. It's a good one. And I cannot remember which one for life of me it was. Ah, it's going to bother me. Well, it's not 30 Rock. No, it's not. I did have the, uh, all yesterday, I had the werewolf bar mitzvah song stuck in my head. I don't know that. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know that, and I'm glad. <laughs> I guess we did technically have a music podcast, didn't Boys we? Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Oh, that's I, what I, it was. I imagine lots of, um, like, Spongebob imagination. There was... Hand motions with that. Yeah, Men becoming so. werewolves. There was a guy on YouTube that was brought on Tosh.0, and Tosh did this whole skit with, like, making him an actual oh, comedian. Superhero? No, it, it was just this dude, and, like, he made his... his oh, yeah, He right. brought him in front of all these other comedians, and, like, they were training him on how to be a comedian, jokingly, and they gave him the catchphrase, beans and cornbread, which, like... Yeah, that's mm. where I got that from. Which I guess now is extremely racist because that comedian was black. What? And I assume that. Well, you didn't make that connection immediately. No, on Tosh Point oh, it was like that was. Yeah, a exactly. Re- yeah. Being a. I didn't think they would do too. that on a. Uh, you know. On Tosh Point oh? television. It's on Comedy Central. On Tosh Point oh? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that. Dude, as long as he doesn't say, and black people are inferior. <laughs> They're pretty much in the clear. Which they probably come close to at least a few times, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, uh, uh, how would you rate this game <laughs> of Fiasco versus your compared to which any of the others? other ones that you liked more? What eighty days? Um, no. <laughs> God damn it! All right, we're cutting off the podcast. Here. Right. No, 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 Stardew Valley. Oh, well, I'm a bitch, versus versus oh compared Valley. to Stardew Valley, uh, uh, this game. Like the previous I mean, one it had, it's like a better Animal Crossing. It right? had some pacing issues, <laughs> without question. But it's I hate everybody. It, it had some pacing <laughs> issues. Um, <clears throat> would you consider this game of fiasco the Dark Souls of other fiasco games we've played? You pretty much have to as a yeah. literary trope for this year and every year from now on. Yeah. Um. I, th- I think this is the first game of fiasco I played that became very single-minded ending. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess... The like, the other ones, we kind of dawdled around until the second act, happen. and then whatever happened in the middle... What's that called? Like, the... It's between act one and act two. The There's tilt. like The tilt? The tilt, yeah. Whatever the tilt was, was what set the tone for the how it ended. This one, it was like... We kind of already knew what the tilt was going to be. Hmm. Like, I think that card really... I don't know. I, that's probably my fault, too, because I made that my character's vision. <laughs> that your poodle, Alberto, uh, was the key to stopping Cthulhu. Persephone then again, no one had to believe me, so... Yeah, but you're still there. Nah, I, I mean, was. I, Nick, your, your, your first scene was to Rube Goldberg <laughs> every card on the table into a dream together. Which, which what basically... Every, what was every card? Packed it. I grabbed Poodle, and I grabbed the, the survival. survival. That was it. Survival that's two cards. and Bomb. You mentioned Bomb. Yeah, yeah, okay, so that's three cards. That's a lot of cards. That's three cards. To just cards. throw in. 
It was a the dream. The reason why Dylan was so mad yeah. at me for our game. Why? Because I was so single-minded about wanting to get back to the surf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe Dylan would not have enjoyed this one. But that wasn't the part that uh, bothered Dylan about no. that game. Yeah. No. What, what was the part that bothered Dylan about the previous fiasco game? Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <funny>. Dang. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Um... But yeah, I, I I enjoyed your character, David. Dylan I liked characters. What? I liked how you can like you worked in some sort of schizophrenic. What? No, I feel like I it was, was completely aware of his actions. Highly instrumental. Oh, were you? Your, your character was aware of those things. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it felt okay. like the changes were pretty random. Uh, I yeah. mean, they weren't completely random. It was you trying to figure out which card you grabbed and then just played that character. What? I mean, <laughs> they were pretty much the same person except a mustache. Which one had the mustache? What? Archibald. Uh, I no, Reggie. Reggie. No, 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 no. Archibald. Archibald. Archibald had the mustache. Okay. Yeah, that's, look, I've that's look, I'd known Reginald for years. He didn't yeah. have a mustache. That makes sense. Sure. Alberto, your character um, stars in a miniseries on HBO. Yep. <laughs> Maximilian, spelled million, <laughs> <laughs> like the word million. See, Entourage shoot off, right? The spinoff. Yeah. Series? Yeah, yeah. The British one. Yeah, the British. <laughs> okay. You'd be in Cribs. <laughs> Wellingworth. <laughs> Maximilian Wellingworth. I don't think you could have... There could have been... I don't think there would have been any other modifier you could have added to that name to make it more pretentiously rich. Lord Maximilian <laughs> I stand, and by that I mean sit corrected. The KBE. The third. Esquire. DDS. The last two games JD. I've played, I've played an asshole rich British person. That's what, what was the last one that you played? Oh, was, the medieval one? No. Oh, that's true. That one happened in the middle. I think I'm trying to repress that one. Yeah. <laughs> but guys... no, it was the it was the one before that where um, you weren't in it, but it was uh, Dylan, Dylan, David, Mitchell, and myself, and I played Mowgli with a magical spear. Basically, was this the? Oh, that was the the fantasy one. This yeah. was the Johnny Tsunami one. No, 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 no. no, no. I wasn't part of that this one. Was, uh, this was the fantasy one then. Yeah, Antoine yeah. Kenobi. Antoine that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. I believe that. But no, it was before that that I played like I I played um, what's it? A lawn mowing mogul in a, in a supper. It was oh, a, that's vaguely familiar. Yeah, wait, it was wait, when wait, you wait, were wait, Ivanka. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ivanka, I was in on that one too. Yeah, exactly. This, this, we played Mon this at. You weren't you weren't there yeah. for that, Mitchell. We played with Patrick at his place. That was the first time Patrick played. Yep. And him and I were siblings. Or no, father son. That's right. Oh, you were Irish together. That's right. Yeah, we were Irish together. And David, and David was once again, once again, was the Russian woman. Once again, that was spurned by the hat as well because I had that Kangol, yeah, which looks a lot like a news newsboy or whatever the hell those hats. Cabby hat. Sure, it's that hat which you would see on typically impoverished children in the or Samuel Jackson, one of the two. Motherfucker, take this motherfucking news. (laughs) But yeah, motherfucking extra extra. We, uh, he was, was he the cop dad? The disappointed older cop dad? No, that was, that was you. That was me? Yeah, that he was, was he was the son that was in, betrothed to you? For all I care? Sure, that sounds right. No, I, I honestly don't remember this game It was you two oh, betrothed, really? and oh. it was just kind of Patrick off to the side, but no, you, were it wasn't. The, you were the cop. I don't remember I, then I was the young one, because it was the young guy, then. but... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're I right. don't remember how that one ended, though. Poorly. Yeah. Probably. They almost always do. Every time. Have we I, ever had a happy ending in any of our 
fiasco games? Yeah. Or in the medieval one, you basically became God. Oh, or the that's... God Emperor yeah. of Mankind. That's pretty good. That's yeah. true. I've got yeah, Emperor. it just depends on what... I mean, Archibald made it out okay in this one. Just the right-hand man to Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maximilian Gabriel. I mean, that works for a little while, especially in this alternate history where Hitler controls Cthulhu sort of. and saves the world. Yeah. My character was kind of the reason for BJ Blazkowicz existing. I'm proud of that. That's fair. <laughs> that, that, that was my actual character's contribution. Because both of my characters were just insanely horny people. Because the other was just True. the the, ca- the boat captain who was just Zap Brannigan. Yeah. But somehow more obsessed with fucking everything. I'm trying to figure out why this one had so many more extra characters. But it has to be just because we're on a boat, right? Like, these were just necessary people for the boat. That we kept using. That that there's no way that explains it. But <laughs> what do you mean? What what, right. what does it being a boat have to do with anything? <laughs> like, it, no, the it, boat requires a crew. You have to populate any area you're in. But None of our other fiasco really games funny characters we, to come in. We just enjoyed having them. And all the other fiasco games the I've been a part of, we never made this many NPCs. Yeah, I made more than half of them. In which way? Name a couple. What? Let's see. What we got here? Skippy, Rats. Oh, no, no, no. Not, I'm not talking about this game. I know this game we made a bunch. I'm talking about in other games. I was saying this is the rare game where we had a bunch of NPCs. No, I know. I made a ton of mine. Try to, because I like... Bomb. Yeah, we had Tiki the Time Bomb. We had Bentley, the first mate. We had Regina Fizzwidget. We had Brett Bradford. We had the Persephone and the Rumpty. Uh, Persephone Poodlington, the poodle Pomeranian. that was... The prize Pomeranian poodle. Excuse me. The prize Pomeranian poodle that was the... Uh, progenitor of uh, Cthulhu's reign. Oh, whatever. We have two different versions of vodka spelled wrong. We yeah. have. Well, one was the brand. We have room key it was and it was Bakta, the brand yeah. of whiskey that we patted off, passed off as a vodka. Yeah, Bakta, Wadka. We got Skippy the Skipper. We got me for one turn, and then we have First Mate Bentley. Yep. We got. I mean, we just opt not to actually personify these people most of the time. I was also making a point of writing down everything, which we don't normally do this time. I think that might have been it, too. Normally, we just let NPCs exist, but I don't like doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we've... We have had, like, a handful of NPCs. Like, in the one we were talking about earlier with the, the lawnmower mogul, yeah. we had a bartender, as we always do in almost every single one of our games. There's always a bar. Yeah, there's always a bar, always a bar. It's a good place for people to talk about the problems. It's, oh, we had my we had my assistant, whatever her name was, the Javier played and mowed you guys down almost with a submachine gun. Oh, she was like Mrs. Doubtfire kind of thing. Like she was just an, an elderly lady that yeah. really ended up not being an elderly and capable lady. Yeah. yeah, she ended up being the most useful person. My my old rich people are always completely. Yeah, she murdered my character. I remember that with an Uzi, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That that one had a bit of like snatch built into it. It was very like like thieving kind of sure. like yeah. You were the only one to die in this game too. I I well I did I die in our very first one. No, I mean but, yeah yeah, yeah. All, in this game all, you were the only one who died. That's true. Yeah, and I think you but, died in our first one too. Yeah, in our yeah, first one, all of my ragu was spilled. Yeah, that's in it. the gun in the <laughs> ensuing gunfight. I I shot up an airport and then died. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. I handed somebody a bag of dildos and they tried to use it as a weapon. Yeah, that first game was pretty damn good. 
It came up with the, I mean, the phrase, blood is thicker than tea, because yeah. the whole thing revolved around a fucking priceless tea set that it was did. just silver, yeah. but was somehow completely priceless. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? It was, it was, it was a whole thing. Just, I think this is just my third game, then. I don't think I've been around for a whole bunch of them. I can't think of any others that I've been attached to besides the one we started with, with Mitchell, Alberto, myself, and your sister, David. Um, and Lou. And Lou. And then we did the one at Patrick's, and then this one. We need to play this game more. What? Oh, it seems like an appropriate amount of time between games. Yeah. This game is exhausting. I do like that you had these extra um, settings put aside, because the first time we played, we just had the book. We just kind of winged the overall setting. I feel like these kind of narrow down the the options, but in a relevantly interesting have, way. They have that kind of stuff in the book. They don't. Miss, I don't know that the book has the outlines per se. I don't remember being in the third one. The way that they do, but these also have significantly less replay value as a result it's than true. the ones in the book. It's true. The locations are much more diverse in the book. Yeah. But that's okay because there's plenty of these locations. Yeah, you're right up there. But yeah. Well, I'm going to go to bed because it's midnight. Sounds, Sounds about like right. a good idea. Cthulhu, good idea. be praised. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Beep, boop, beep. This is a machination morning. Not David talking. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. And oh my god, last couple of words. Oh,